this maybe is I sad. did. Maybe I it's mean, been it, live for minutes. I hope so. That that would actually make my day because <laughs> this should be like No, I think your day was made once you saw the the way this room looked. I know you guys did amazing. Today, <laughs> we, I Hunter, I told Danny as soon as I came in, Hunter did a bang up job here. Ryan must be super proud of the way this podcast room looks now. I'm really impressed. You see that high angle? Like that's one thing for sure that I care about a lot. So I thought that would be part of my vision was to put a camera up top for that high downward looking angle. It's a which, it's a which great one look. are you looking is at? It, are you looking is it at double the main vision? One? Yeah. Do you have double vision? Yeah, you guys are on the Sony right now, so it's awesome. And then there's I am not yeah. impressed by your performance. Look at that. Look how good it looks. Oh, yes, show them all, Danny Palm. So this is the standard. I'm just saying the standard is this. I can actually hear myself in Hunter's. Hunter, you don't have headphones on, do you? Yeah, I do. That's not good. Why did I hear my echo? Is somebody playing the show? That's weird. Does someone have it on? No. I did hear that faint echo. I heard it too. See, this is why the show before the show happens, folks. Welcome to the show before the show. <laughs> nice. If you guys are wondering why I'm not in the studio, it's because no, no I th think I have COVID. So good times. Pretty sure it's the COVID. Rona. My Sharona. It's pronounced COVID. Do people still care about COVID? I'm not sure. but I'm sorry. You, you were uh, breaking up. Fovid, I, I believe it. Fovid. I hear you now. Yeah. <laughs> so, show before the show for the one of the most fun nights in two four sevens year, the awards show, which is coming January twenty fourth. The official awards will be announced January twenty fourth at seven p.m. tonight. We're going to tell you guys who is nominated. We've got things like this: Pro Fighter of the Year, Amateur Fighter of the Year. Knockout of the year, submission of the year, gym of the year, coach of the year, things like that and more. So if you guys I know who gym of the year is. No, oh, it's Jim Danny, Mooney, huh? Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's better at gym than Jim. Yeah. He just gyms harder. Oh yeah. So this is gonna be this is gonna be the last time. I'm just going out on a limb here. The last time that we do the end of year awards show here. Could it be? I would I say mean, you're correct. That is absolutely positively. This is the last podcast that ever happens here. That's a really, whoa. Whoa, whoa. No, the standard is now, the standard is the standard. Restored. He's a big Mike Tomlin guy. Ryan Middleton, huge Mike Tomlin guy, huge no, Kenny Pickett guy. No, that is not guy. true at all. I, 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 I'm not a hater, but I mean. So I just saw something on him today. Um, maybe it was yesterday, but he's the only coach 17 years running now to never have a losing record, 17 years straight. Yeah, that's been like that a can't be true. No, I, that can't be the case. It seems like there should be others, but. <laughs> that's 17 there it, it's hard for anyone to even be there for 17 years and most times when there's a transition of coaches it's because your team is absolutely horrible 
So like to come in and like start off with a winning record and never have that down, like it is pretty impressive if you're looking to be like extremely mediocre. It's only because he still has Cowers players. Yes. <laughs> that that stat was cool, but like unless we win playoff games, I don't care anymore. I mean, I, I don't even care about winning playoff games. I care about winning Super Bowls. Like that, that, that's what I meant. Like if you don't win the Super Bowl, listen, if you go to the playoffs every year and you don't have the best team and you still find a way to make the playoffs, that's pretty awesome. Pretty neat. But you need to find that. a way to have the best team. Like that's what... Yeah, they should not be finding a way to make the playoffs this year. Like two games, if they just win one of those two games, there's no there's no we're not even talking about this. Well, they also shouldn't have won a lot of the games they did win. Like they, they had no business being seven and four at one point. It was just absurd. They were so bad, and yet somehow they were winning. Guys, this is the show before the show. 247 Combat Sports Podcast. How about Ryan Cavanaugh plug in the show before the show live in arena at Bippy? That was sick. That was pretty sick. That pretty was sick, sick nod. The show before the That's show has become like a thing. I, I was talking to Denise and I was like, you know what was really cool? Like we just started going live early just to make sure we knocked out any kinks or anything like that. But the show before the show is actually like uh, like people like it. It's a thing. What about the show after the show? I don't know. Never saw it. That would that would be our highest rated show. The show after the show. Usually the things we talk about after the podcast is done recording or being live. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the things that like you wanted to say, like the guest wanted to say, but didn't. Yeah. That yeah, would that's, be the that's, that would be the funnest. That would get the best ratings for sure. Or like how many times someone has said, like, yeah, I want I, I was gonna say this, but like I wasn't gonna say it on, on, on live on the podcast. So how's this working? Like, I can't I, I didn't tune in. Um, Danny is, is, are we, are we showing, uh, Hunter too sometimes Hunter is on, like, he's just there. And then I'm switching. There's also, wait, is, is he half the screen? Mm-hmm. I can now, change. Now yeah. he's the entire, Oh, oh I mean, I can just yeah. move all this around. <laughs> I mean, so wait, I can I, make I gotta, you guys super tiny. Hold on. Let me see this. I gotta, I gotta see this. Actually, I mean, it looks really good right now. Like, Oops. if you're just looking right now, it's awesome. It's a great view. Hold on. Oh, hold this on. is Let a much worse there. view. <laughs> Let me get there. I wonder if there's a way to... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah, girl. Now I can oh, put you, you guys... Just me and you. I see that. I'm, lear I'm learning all kinds of stuff over here, man. This is like all Danny Palms territory. This is great. Shout out StreamYard if you want to sponsor us. That'd be great. We're a big fan oh, of your product. We forgot to move a camera to you, Danny. We were supposed to put a camera on you. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. That's mean, bro. I mean, we, we could. <laughs> Let's do it. It's, Jim, it's about Jim to... is not going to be. Jim is you not have... going to have his own camera now. Hold on. Well, you could you have... take that one. Focus it here. Turn that one to Danny. Oh. <laughs> Ryan's like, no, I need my own camera. Why would I do that? It is officially 7 p.m. Which means that it is officially no longer the show before the show, but the actual show. The 247 Awards nomination show is about to begin. You guys are about to find out. 
listen. Oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, there's a wire in the way. Yeah, there. Ryan, you got to move that cord. You got to move that wire, bro. Okay, we're good now. Look at that. Nice coat, Danny Palm. Look at that thing. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's comfy. Nice. He's all he's all hooded up. Look at that. Look, what a man on a mission. That is just beautiful. Ryan getting all zoomy hey. in on Danny Palm there. It's a great look. Well, we're looking at someone else. Now we're looking at Ryan and Jimothy at the table. Very nice, very nice. It is officially past seven, Ryan, so it's no longer show before the show, but actual show. Welcome the to the 2023 247 Award nomination show. <laughs> nice. I've, I've missed the air horn, Danny Palm. It's been a minute. I, it's a good time. We're back. I'm all stuffy. I'm all stuffy. We got to keep those sponsor and and announcements credits rolling on the bottom like constantly. That needs yeah, to be on there. They're running. Not, I don't see. Oh, they there. running. Oh, they running. And running, that's, running, and that's running, actually. Running. I didn't realize you could also do it, Danny Palm. But I assume since we're logged into the same Streamyard account, that's why. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I okay, could. So we could. I Whoa. like I saw you messing with the screen on here too. I could do that too. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so we're both admins here. Look at us learning all about technology. What a good time. So, we've got several awesome categories for you guys this year. We'll be opening voting as well. This is very important, obviously. So, for the awards, it's not just us determining who wins these awards. You, the fans and the fighters are extremely pivotal in this and you will vote. So we're going to open voting towards the end of this show and you can just start voting away. You'll go to 247fighting.com. There will be a 247 awards tab on the homepage at the top, that little top header menu. I'll, sh I'll screen share when the time comes. Don't worry. But then you guys will vote away. It's a little Google form. We got like I checked last year's like 521 votes last year, which was we're a good number for our first that. year. Let's crush that. Let's just annihilate that number this year. Let's get so many more than 500 votes. So we've got, I'm not even sure how many categories total, but it's a good number. It's a lot of categories. There's a lot of good awards. Guys, we had to narrow these down to just four nominees per category. And there were a lot of reasons behind that, but ultimately it made for some ridiculous ridiculously strong fields of competition like uh, some of the honorable mentions that we had to cut out it like it genuinely hurt my soul to cut them out i was like please we need to include that but i mean you gotta split the hair somewhere and somebody had to be left out so we're gonna let you guys know he doesn't know what's ryan talking about i'll message you he he's he's just out of control right now 12 categories 12 categories? Nice. Okay. That's good. That's a good number. Did you message me, bro? Not yet. I got to figure out. You mad, bro? Don't be bro. mad, bro. I'm texting bro. you. Brat. 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 Text it, brat. Oh, we're on the Danny cam. Dude, I like having a Danny Palm cam. Shout out if you guys if you guys think we should keep the Danny Palm cam for all podcasts. Comment that. Comment hello people to keep the Danny cam. <laughs> 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 that should just be live streaming all day 24 7 i think so too yeah we, we could we could arrange that 
I should mute that, huh? Yeah, listen to old Texter McGee with his texting sounds on. That's awesome. All right. Texter McGee is my nickname. That's what I'm saying. I think, ladies and gentlemen, I just I kind of want to get rolling with the nominees because we've got a lot of categories. We, I think we should start from the bottom up. This is gonna this is gonna take a little while. So I think we need to get after it and just rip the band-aid of suspense for you guys. So let's bottom up. Sounds good. Bottom up. Bottom up. No, we're not going bottom up because I only have certain assets created. So I'm just saying I can't start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Now we're here. Uh, what about N-G-O-T-Y? Uh, uh, New kids on the block. No. New kids on the block. No. Nope. Can't do it. We're starting with a banger. I There's hey, only one ahead. way to start. There's only one way to start, and it's starting with a banger. And that is pro fighter of the year i mean let's i'm starting at the very top pro fighter of the year this is a fun category because this year we had two very familiar faces in the running and then one brand new face to the 247 fighting championships brand so you guys will see when we're about to roll that beautiful bean footage let's do it Nice. There it was. Pro Fighters of the Year. Ethan Goss, 2-0 and under the 247 banner, defended the featherweight title, won the lightweight title, became the first ever 247 pro champ champ. Mateo Garner, that was obviously the new face of the bunch, made his 247 debut in September at 513 Fight Night, got a shout-out to Mateo Garner, got the Ohio MMA News Pro Submission of the Year. For his neck crank victory there, so that's pretty he sick. And then he, from them. he did what? What was his second one? Um, rising star, pro rising I mean, star. It makes sense. He had three fights. So one thing, I guess that's that's. I'm glad you brought that up, Jim, because that's a good point for the viewer. These are, after all, the two four seven awards. Therefore, when you see stats like Mateo Garner two and zero. He was actually 3-0 as a pro fighter in 2023, but he was 2-0 with 247. So we're talking about how people people performed inside our cage. They are the 247 awards, not the MMA awards. So it's very 247 specific. Mateo was 2-0 with us, and he followed up that uh, submission of the year for Ohio MMA News with a win over Frankie Festa at Bippy 18. So that was a good little run for Mateo, and then just saying, if you guys want to see more Mateo inside the 247 cage, you should probably what? stay tuned. <laughs> what? And then the third nominee, obviously, Justin the General Patton. I mean, come on. You guys are uber familiar with that guy. He is. He and Ethan Goss are the most, how, how do you say that, the most veteran 247 fighters, most fights in 247 history. So Justin obviously became the first fighter to sign a multi-fight agreement with 247 Fighting Championships towards the end of last year, and he ended the year on a high note with a win over Jacob Olave. So sky's the limit for Patton moving forward. Also just won the Meat Bucks. So Patton's got a lot going his way right now. Will he also be the Pro Fighter of the Year? That's for the votes to decide.
All right. I have some housekeeping. Well, not housekeeping. Hunter, is there a way that Jim and Jimothy and I can see the video? Because right now when I'm watching it, uh, there's like a 40 second delay. And so I don't see it until you're already talking. If so you log we... into mm, that's a good question. You'd have to yeah. see it on Danny, Danny Palm's screen or my screen. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would work. That's not we log I remember that happened last year too. You can try to log into StreamYard and see what's if you the, can like. What's the text me the email or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, email. I'll I'll text you. Just go into the group chat. There's a link to it there. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the easiest way. Okay, I'll do that then. We're figuring it out, technology, folks. It's a great time. Let's see if it works. I mean, it just it's goofy because it's it's behind and I can't I didn't see the nominees. I had no idea who they were until you have until no idea who got nominated. <laughs> no, it's really all that. it's all a surprise to Ryan as well. Okay, so if I click that, it's asking me to enter the studio and I'm going to say no. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right. We got a Mike Rotani voter in the comments. That's awesome. So you might want to stick around. You might see some of Mike Rotani. You might not. You but you might. But you might. But you might not. But you might. <laughs> Paul Dodson. Spoiler alert. Cowboy Eddie gets an award. I mean, might be seeing some Cowboy Eddie as well. I don't know. I can't be. We need certain. to give an award to that commenter on Mike. That and name, yeah, verb returning, verb returning. Like the, um, <clears throat> the Swedish chef from the Muppets, Borst, it, does kind, Borst. it does kind of sound like that. That's a good point. Is this working for you, Ryan? Yeah, I see that you're backstage. Work. You're backstage. Yeah, nice, nice. He cracked the code. That's yeah, a beautiful and, thing. And, yeah, that works so much better. That's awesome. So, we've got Pro Fighter of the Year nominees announced. Obviously, not a huge shock to people there, I'm sure, given that the pro scene in Pittsburgh is still kind of thin, but but it's developing, it growing, certainly growing. And in 2024, I definitely expect a deeper field for that one. Um, Don't we have um, a debut set for February 24th? A pro debut? We do. We do have a pro debut. Maybe multiple pro debuts. Wow. Could you I imagine? Mean, I just, I mean, I just, I feel like there's a sniper like raining down on me. It's that, it's that high mounted camera you got there. That's the sniper. Mm -hmm. That's like the sniper's nest. That's nice. It's a great angle. It does look good. Hey, when Ryan's right, he's right. It's not often, but when he is, he's very right. He's, he's right. He's Not right about the high often. camera. Look at that thing. So, who won Pro Fighter of the Year last year? Did Kama win? I don't think I this feel is... like I should know that. Yeah. No, yeah, he... no. I I feel like I feel like Patton won. <laughs> we have no idea who won our own <laughs> award. Patton was <laughs> VIP. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, Patton definitely VIP. That's crazy. Rob McCraw said, who are the pros that got nominated? He's coming in late. Coming in hot. What up, Rob? Thanks for joining All the right, show, Rob. dude. We got, we got three pros that were nominated. We had three pros. Let them know, Ryan. Let them know. 
It was Justin the General Patton, Mateo Gardner, and Ethan the Wolverine Goss. Do we have a nickname for Mateo? Oh, yeah, it's Hoppy. <laughs> Come on, you know that one. Yeah, how could you How's forget? it go? How do you pronounce I, it? I... <laughs> Top ape. Nice. Nice. One more time. Top ape. <laughs> I knew that was <laughs> uh, Danny Palm with the old bait. Baited him right into the chipmunk. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm, Shout out to Mateo's dad. Is that really a bait, though, for, for Ryan? <laughs> not really. No, so not really. So congratulations to the three nominees for Pro Fighter of the Year. It's it's the most luxurious award we have. And Justin Patton, Mateo Gardner, and Ethan Goss stand on that podium. Mm. It's 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 a beautiful view. And whether you reach the top of that podium or not, it's still a, a great honor. I think whether he wins or loses or you know, doesn't doesn't win, can't say anybody loses in this in this category. But whether he wins or not, he's still going to give you a hard time no matter what. Who? Goss. Oh, he's dumb. He's the <laughs> he's the only one that's not eligible to win. I mean, like he's on there, but like, yeah. I mean, he's his grandfather. Like, technically, yeah, he's technically in the running, but I mean, we're literally just eliminating all of his votes that come in. So. <laughs> you better, I mean, he has to triple everyone's in order to, to win. Right. He's just that kind of guy. What do we, what do we, let's do another one. Let's do, I want to switch. So, so just to be clear to the viewer, that little video there, there are not the sweet little videos for each category, but we'll have something for each category and it'll be good. But, the little videos are special. That's why I wanted to open with Pro of the Year. Got a special little video. A couple more. KO and Sub both got a little video because how can you not for those categories, you know? But I want to switch it up to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. We talked about Pro Fighter of the Year. Let's talk about Amateur Newcomer of the Year. This is the total opposite end of the spectrum. So these are amateurs who made their debuts in 2023 with 247 Fighting Championships. I don't know about you guys, but like when we were narrowing this down, I was blown away by the level of talent that's coming up in Pittsburgh right now. This is a strong, strong field, and it is super exciting. Yeah, and the and the level that those newcomers come up at is at an all-time high. I mean, you don't make a debut here in Pittsburgh without – being a well-rounded fighter like if you're not well-rounded you might get by with one or two fights if you're dominant in one area but i mean it's just crazy how um how well-rounded and gifted these guys are at at, even as debut amateurs wait are we doing fight amateur fighter of the year or amateur newcomer Newcomer. Newcomer. okay newcomer yep newbies these are amateur newcomers There is a separate category for amateur fighter of the year, and that's more of a veteran kind of teetering on maybe an amateur champion status kind of award. But for the newcomers, we got a pretty strong group. So I'm going to I'm gonna share the old scrizzine here for you. Look at this guy. Yeah, I said scrizzine. <laughs> Noah Gaudiello from Amviare's Boxing. I mean, he made an incredible debut and then followed it up with another win. So this guy went 2-0 in 2023. And if you're a fan of Noah Gaudiello's, I would probably stay tuned to future 247 events like the next one. 
February you know you 24th. can click on his picture and it'll give you a full screen of that picture instead of I wanted to be able to shuffle through no Ryan I didn't know that you could okay, click well, pictures I mean it just I mean it just I had no idea no. I just wanted to be able to shuffle through there's a method to my madness everybody's shuffling dude just can't back you to still shuffle COVID. through even on full look screen at look at this yeah you can shuffle up. through on full screen that's the picture right there i mean <clears> is the there smile. a picture dude why didn't we do Our picture of the year so good i know yeah, we but... should do picture of the year uh, we dropped the ball i kind of want to add that uh we can't really add it in maybe we'll just award that <laughs> on our own. Yeah. yeah well let's award that submission on. photo of the year no, we don't have uh, any fans of mission photos. Picture of the year. That's awesome. Picture of the year. That goes to like uh, any one of our photographers could be that could that that's big. That's a sweet that, idea. That's a life-changing award for the, one of those photographers. We should think of cool things more often. Yeah. That's a good idea. Spend more time not being I don't know. I agree. Max Jarrell. The second nominee up from Stout made his debut at Bippy 18, put on an absolute clinic, amateur 145er, and he started his career with a bang. I mean, everybody who came to that fight left very impressed by him. Super unassuming looking, but as soon as the fight started, it became clear this dude meant business. <laughs> and I think I think he was like a really nice debut ticket sale guy. Didn't didn't Which he is- sell it? A, a really nice chunk of tickets. He did solid. Yeah, for sure. He put up a good number, no doubt, which is always encouraging to, as well on that level. Something to build on. Yeah, that, that was very, very good performance. I was impressed by your performance. Yeah, Look he came from the same gym where I think back to amateur debuts for us. Um, I can think of one other that did not. <clears throat> there's probably more. But I can think of one other amateur fighter that in their debut did not look like it was their first fight. Who's that? From the same gym. Or is he about to get nominated? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we'll probably hear about that guy later, huh? Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about him soon. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea who we're talking about. So we got Noah Gaudiello, Max Jarrell. Next up, kind of crazy that this dude made his debut. <laughs> in 2023 because it feels like he's been around for a while already but he has not been surprisingly edgar paria cowboy eddie i mean what do you even say about his burst onto the scene not only the popularity you talk about jarrell's ticket sales ryan obviously cowboy eddie brings a crazy crowd out went three and zero in 2023 and set himself up for a big big fight in february which we will announce very soon. So if you guys are Cowboy Eddie fans, you're about to be very excited about what he's got coming down the pipe. But look at this guy. Look at this cowboy hat. Had one of the best. There's Eddie's crowd. He had one of the best podcasts of the year as well. I think there was a lot of really good feedback from Eddie's uh, episode. Everybody liked his personality and liked what he had going on. Love him or hate him. He, he's made a name for himself in a very short period of time. So there was no leaving that guy out of amateur newcomer of the year. That was a good podcast. Savage. And then the final nominee. Who is it? Who is Mike it? Ritani. Mike Ritani. So old Rurb uh, Ritani. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Rurb Ritani got his wish. 
Mike Rotani, I think, impressed all of us with with the way he came out. Bippy 18, got a big finish, and then really owned the mic in his post-fight speech. That was one of my favorite parts of his debut, his post-fight speech with the shout-out to Happy Birthday Mom. That was just extremely well done on his part, and he showed a lot of composure and seemed to really enjoy the moment. So I think having him in the mix is going to be really exciting moving forward. And, I mean, once again, if you're a Mike Rotani fan, probably – Stay tuned. <laughs> What'd you guys think about Mike Rotani? Whoa. Wow. Un he, unbelievable. What was that? Danny's over there breaking everything. How come, so how come we didn't get the, a lot of the Danny today. cam with that? Yeah. Why, where's the Danny cam when you need it? What was that? Yeah. What did you drop, bro? One of the, oh, <laughs> one of the remotes. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh -oh, this light is off. You broke Unreal. the light. Unreal. Can you? Oh, no, you're on the wrong button. one. That was on that one. That's. Oh, Danny uh, ruined life. There, there it is. <sighs> ruined life, Danny Palm style. That's ruining awesome. life. That's me. So we should probably shout out the honorable mention of. Excuse me, amateur newcomer of That's the year, what, and this we was should do that first. Yeah, probably should do that first. Huh? Hey, why are you in the dark, Hunter? Dude, this is I'm in like our it's attic, basically. That's where my office is. There, I you don't go. have. I mean, it's if I put like a white screen up on my computer, the monitor <laughs> illuminates my face. No, I Listen. I wasn't. I, I was saying, why are you in the dark, Hunter? Like, why are you? No, not the not physically. Oh, mentally in the dark <laughs> on everything. Yeah, that's me. I just live in the darkness. So the honorable mention for amateur newcomer of the year was Brandon Washburn, MF Burns from Stout. That was Ooh. it was super tough to narrow down because he had an ultra impressive debut as well. And I think we all agree that his future is super bright and there's a lot to be excited about with his career. What it came down to with him versus Ratani was they both fought once and went 1-0. Ratani finished his fight. Brandon Washburn did not. So ultimately, that's kind of where we drew the line. And Stout still got its representative with Jarrell. So that's, you know, good for Stout on that front. And then you throw in Mike as well. So that's awesome. Look at look at Rob McCraw chiming in to try to get the rules changed. Let's push PA to change these AMI rules. No disrespect, but two minutes and no ground and pound is not helping us. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it a good bit on the podcast. There's there's pros and cons for a lot of guys. Um, I can see it, and I can also see changing it. But right now, you know, it is what it is. I don't see that changing anytime soon. <laughs> we pick. We have to pick our battles. And very true. You know, we we battle. I will uh, say that. Go ahead. No, you what go. Ahead. You gonna say? I was going to gonna say, we, there is a new sheriff in town with the commission, with Ed Kunkel taking the reins over from Greg Serb, and he's been maybe safe to say more receptive to change and new ideas and things like that. So I'm not saying he'd be receptive to that particular change, but I am saying that if it makes sense in the future, the likelihood of it being changed under Ed Kunkel is higher than it would have been under Greg Serb. The funny thing is, I I actually agree with you on only one of those two. I think two minutes is, you know, if you watch, 
two and one and three fight amateurs like there's there's very little like that there's very few times where i'm like like it should have been longer like that, that we didn't we didn't get it we didn't determine who was who was the winner or you know i i just i don't know i don't necessarily i think it may be a psychological thing but i don't think at that level they really need more time i i, I mean Two minutes is a long time, especially when half the guys, even in their second fight, like they're tired at the end of it. It's it's just an adrenaline dump. I don't necessarily. I mean, I don't think it would be the end of the world if it was three, but it, that's not a hill I would die on. I think the ground and pound rule I would change instantly. Like I think that's a no brainer for me personally, but. Yeah, you've said it a lot, Ryan, and I think it's a very fair point in that it almost teaches a bad habit because guys can get comfortable knowing that they're on their back, a guy's on top of them, and they're not going to get hit in the face. So they're not training that defense or learning to, hey, I should probably not be here because I could get punched in the face. Yeah, it's and like whenever, if you're yeah. grappling Aljamain Sterling or something. <laughs> 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 Can nice. We, can we put that. Uh, I love his interview. That? His interview is awesome. Hunter, how uh, yeah. are you on the job over there, Mister? Uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see if I can get it. I still don't know if it will have audio. That's going to be the problem. While but we are, let me see what I can do. Yeah. While he's playing with that, what what um, what do you want me to introduce next? Go ahead and do the one at the very bottom that you wanted to start with. I think okay. I'm good for that one now. We can do that. This is a part of our new grappling series called Sprawl in the Berg. We had Sprawl in the Berg and Sprawl in the Berg 2 this year. And the the topic or the category is grappling sub of the year. Submission of the year in our Sprawl in the Berg series. So we have four nominees. Oops. Just gave the first one away there a little bit, but hey. Oh, I didn't I didn't notice it. Go for it. Oh, okay. Alex Hudik. I I <laughs> um what was the what was the sub? I, I'm I'm my brain is blanking. It was crazy. So I actually had to text Alex and be like, hey, so what exactly would you call that? And he said a good old back triangle arm bar. So, yeah, pretty standard stuff. Just your average, you know, everyday back triangle arm bar. Who doesn't do that? Yeah, there it's common. That was at uh, on July 14th, Sprawl in the Berg. And it was quite impressive. Just the Sprawl in the Berg. We don't refer to it as Sprawl in the Berg 1. I, we do not. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be very clear. It's just Sprawl in the Berg. Yes, Sprawl in the Berg. Actually, uh, funny, three, there's four nominees. Three of them were in Sprawl, and one of them was Sprawl 2. So, yeah, good times. Submissions so. got worse as the. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so who wants to introduce the next sub? Go for it. Run, run the whole category, Ryan. All right. Are you going to pull yeah, up? Yeah, your, I'll, uh... I'll change it when you say it <laughs> so it okay. doesn't spoil it. 
Oh, I'm, are you going to pull it up? <laughs> I'm waiting on you to say it. Oh, I thought you were going to pull it up first. Okay, go ahead. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. That's beautiful because I don't know who who's next. I'm not looking at the. All right, I got it. I got you. There we go. Let's do it. There it is. Max and Ruby. We missed out the promotion Roby of that. Max and Roby. Hey, so this was an amazing sub, but I just want to tell the story. After Sprawl in the Berg, we were talking and we were like, guys, why didn't we promote Max and, Ru and Roby? Like we could have Max and Ro like we totally missed the ball on that. Yeah, That should have been I like. Yeah, I didn't even know it. I, I didn't know that me and my kidless self. I had no idea that Max and Ruby was a thing. So Max Hansen and Richard Roby um, at Sprawl in the Berg. Not one, just Sprawl in the Berg. Buzzer Sprawl beater. Berg one. What was the sub? Triangle right at the buzzer. I think there was literally one second left on the clock. So that's what made it especially memorable. Got himself a cool $100 cash with that at the last second buzzer beater. So, yeah, that was a good one. Max Hansen had a ridiculous year, by the way. I recommend you guys go follow Max on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can connect with him. He's got a crazy, uh, crazy bright career going on right now. I think if you look at how many times he competed in 2023, he did like a year-end wrap-up on his Instagram, and he competed like 90 times and won like 78 of them. It's a completely ridiculous year for him. I just – I mean – any competitor would know, but competing, you know, 90 times in a year, that's that's pretty insane pace. That one sticks out for me because he could have he could have stopped hunting for the submission. You know what I mean? Like he was probably going to win a decision if he didn't get that submission, but he kept hunting for it the entire time. He was hunting. Absolutely. Benji. He hunting, though. He hunting. He's hunting for the Benji, bro. Who so me? we got. Oh, Jimothy's hunting for it. Let's let's switch it up. Let's get a sprawl two submission up there. What do you say? All right. What do well, you how say? How about we do that? Christian Schaefer and Jerry Rayburn. Christian Schaefer Boom. got the heel hook. Not a bad night for Christian Schaefer. I know that match meant a lot, meant a lot to him. And he uh he showed up and showed out. We had heard a lot about Christian Schaefer for a long time, obviously. And Jerry Rayburn was super impressive at Sprawl in the Berg one in July. So it was good to have him back. And unfortunately, he took the L in this one and Christian Schaefer showed up. And then Schaefer did big things as well as the year went on and just continued to prove that he's a crazy, crazy bright rising star in the grappling world. So shout out Christian Schaefer. From Stout there, awesome submission, earned himself a nomination for our submission of the year, which means that there is only one left. We've got Alex Hudick, we've got Max Hansen, we got Christian Schaefer. Who, oh who, is going to join them as the fourth one? Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Boom, Jaden Palombine. Dude, how cool is it to include, you know, a uh, a teenage match here, 15 versus 16 years old or maybe 16 versus 16? I'm honestly not sure. But regardless, two high school kids put on an absolute show at Sprawl on the Berg so in July. Fun. It really was a super fun match. And after, you know, Leighton Gathers Munion put on a pretty strong 
wrestling performance to start things out, kind of imposed his will, super physical, as you would expect, being Charlie Gather's son. No surprise there. But Jaden eventually caught him with his signature arm bar. It's kind of kind of Jaden's move, as you can see there with the arm bar. Locked up, finished the deal. So Jaden earns that last spot for grappling submission of the year. We do have a separate submission of the year for our MMA fights, but that's that's it for the grapplers. Alex Hudick, Christian Schaefer, Max Hansen, and Jaden Palambine. Congrats on all the nominees. Great job. Did we have an honorable mention there? I wasn't no. even paying attention. No, we didn't. We did Interesting. Not. There were... You know, I, I will say you, you kind of joked that the submissions got worse for Sprawl 2 and then the grappling matches at Bippy 19. And it, it, it there were like less spectacular subs, but I feel like the matchmaking got a lot more even as it went also, which kind of contributed to that. As we learned, you know, the grappling series is a totally new venture for us, grappling super fights. So we're going to learn as well, you know, which match, what makes better matchups and what doesn't. So that's all part and, of the process. And there were, uh, just to be clear, there were some um, uh, some of the coaches that were kind of like helping to helping to guide us and and let us know, you know, if something didn't sound right, they made it. They made sure we knew that. Mm-hmm. Oh, show. So what's next? What's next, Hunter? Huh? What's next? A great question. That is a fantastic question. I think we should play a little play a little video for the viewers what's... out there. You know, let's okay. let's do something like that. Look at Danny Palm. <laughs> I love having a Danny Palm mic. That makes me so happy. That's called a camera. I mean, yeah, Mike. Wow. I'm blaming the COVID brain, but it's definitely not that. I'm just dumb. So we got pro of the year, Amy newcomer of the year. I think we just get straight to it and do Amy fighter of the year overall. So these are not Amy newcomers. These are just Amy's who impressed us. And I'm going to roll that footage right now. Let's get it. Not bad. Not a bad list of Amy fighters right there, ladies and gentlemen. That was a tough one for sure to uh, to whittle down, to really decide on. And shout out the honorable mentions there were Cowboy Eddie, Craig Perry, and James Lido. Really tough to narrow that one down. I mean, Super we tough. had yeah, we had such a ridiculous string of just high quality amateur fights, and I forget. Do you remember, Ryan, whose podcast it was that they were talking about? Well, maybe it was Chris Williams. I can't remember. Just talking about the quality of amateur, the way it's come up in Pittsburgh, that literally some of the amateurs nowadays look like pros from, you know, 2013, 2014. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is crazy. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, these guys are people that, you know, this isn't the debut you know, the newcomer, this is the, the guys that have been around or, um, you know, have previously fought for us. Um, and that's kind of where, um, you could have been a debut, but like, like we did consider Edgar, 
but he didn't make that final four of the nominees. <clears throat> but these four, I mean, so impressive. Uh, such impressive careers. These are all guys that if they continue, and I, and I stress this a lot, this is amateur MMA. Like not all of these guys, like life is going to get in the way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if, however, if these guys continue the path they're on, these guys will all make excellent pros and, you know, sky's the limit. See how much, see how bad, you know, how bad you want it. Jim, since you have to match a lot of debut amateurs and just amateurs in general, like what do, what kind of things do you look for from an amateur to set up a good amateur fight? Because obviously there's not as much footage. There's wildly improving skill sets in between fights. Like the difference between a guy who's 1-0 and 2-0 can sometimes be massive of that same fighter. I mean, just his own progression between those two fights can be huge. So when you match amateur fights, like what do you look for? Well, obviously the video is is key if we can get that. Um, the coaches, the local coaches, definitely want to see that, and I think that's that's a big hurdle for us to get over. We can provide that for um, for the out of towners, you know, because we have what we have, um, but it's not necessarily the same way coming back to us, and so we rely a lot on um, on the blue corner coaches to feed us information. Um, it, it's just, it's tough. Um, but looking at the guys that we've had, um, wait, we, um, one, two, three, four, I'm missing one. Where is it? I lost my list. Um, are you talking about the nominees for yeah, amateur there, fight there of the year? Is. Um, so like if we go with, can we, can I name one? We are, they already saw the video. Oh yeah, he's not. <laughs> so Jim couldn't see the video. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> that's he's awesome. like, wait, am I allowed to say it? Video? I was very confused. I mean, we yeah. we literally already saw a video of all four nominees. Okay, Jim. so welcome to the welcome to the two four seven nominee show. Welcome, <laughs> Jim Mooney. I'm here. I'm here. That's awesome. Good to be here. I appreciate it. <laughs> Buck made it. Buck so, made it. Unfortunately, Buck mated. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of uh, of Seabird, they've all all of their fights have been for us. So, I know what um, what we're putting in the cage for a blue corner coming in. Um, it, but you know, that's what I said before. We have the video that we can send out, but it's it's not always that easy to find um opponents to match up with these guys because they're all high level at an early uh stage of their career yeah so. the gyms are really putting uh developing these guys that are that may come in with a wrestling pedigree that may come in with a, some type of you know athleticism or something like that and they regardless of what they're coming in with they're ready for their first fight at a very high level at a very, you know, consistently high level. And it's great to see. It's great to see. And I, I, I don't think that that is just within Western Pennsylvania. I think that starts to spread out. I think as you look at other gyms that are like coming into the area, you're, 
you know, that come on to our shows and that even go on to other shows. I think that is a uh, the the level that is is going up is happening throughout. And I think that's great to see. I think that the region is really benefiting from the gyms taking steps up. And absolutely a debut amateur 10 years ago is would not hold up to a, a debut amateur today on, you know, no. from one of those, one of those gyms that we know we're familiar with. Yeah. And we're we're yep. so limited to how much we, how much exposure we can give to them. You know, that is going to change in a big way. Um, as we get closer to summer and the end of this year, but uh, like uh, Siebert, I can't say that he did it the right way and the other guys did it the wrong way, but he took as many opportunities as he could. And he sort of fast tracked, uh, you know, Stout, Mike, and Will fast tracked him to, you know, the next level, which is going to be making his pro debut. And like, if, if, if you, if your team has the ability to do that, to go out and, and get you bouts outside of what we can offer because what we do like four cards a year uh, maybe five. five cards a year yeah um it's it's tough when I, especially when we have this kind of talent it's tough to get them solid bouts get them quality um, opponents coming in so that they can keep elevating their fight game and sometimes the team has to go outside of 247 and, and what we can offer so that they can continue progressing and, and 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 so we're we're seeing that locally how fast the um the talent is rising here you mentioned um you know that we uh, we have four or five events a year but uh, good things are coming um there's some paperwork that's been uh being completed and we're working on and things are about to change in a very significant way very soon um we've teased it on some podcasts before thought we were closer than we were we think we're pretty darn close now <laughs> like we're like sending a check here and so um come summertime we should be in the the venue the, so is it venue. the venue. Like I don't know. The, the, the venue. Ohio State? No, I think it's the, the venue. The venue. Well, Ryan's such a big Ohio State guy. He probably does want it to be the venue, I would say. Mm, I'm not impressed by your lying. Not an Ohio State guy? No, interesting. So I wanted to run it back for a second, Jim, because you made a really good point when you were talking about some of the debut amateurs, and it was a perfect segue to a different category that I would like to get into while we're on that, that theme of this rising level of new amateurs. We also do a category for new gym of the year. And these are local or local ish, at least gyms that have made their debut with two, four, seven kind of a new gym to work with new coaches, new fighters, new rosters, and have really impressed us. I think Amviare's won this last year, and now you've you've seen Noah Gaudiello already nominated. Everybody knows Glenn Christner, Colton Musgrove from that gym as well. They've kind of become mainstays with 247, and that, that was Amviare's last year breaking onto the scene. So this year we have a different set of four gyms coming up. So let's get it started 
with these savages who debuted at Bippy 18 with a very full roster. Bippy 18 was kind of the event of new gyms. A lot of the new gyms debuted at Bippy 18. So that was a cool way to get started towards the end of the year in October. First one up, more MMA. And obviously, you know, we don't have great photos or videos of I the new gyms, but I did find some stuff. There you go. More MMA. That was a fantastic showing by their athletes. I think we all left very impressed, despite the fact that I do think they all lost that night, unfortunately. We were super impressed by the talent level and the overall. I mean, they all had super tough fights. They were fighting, you know, mainstays in the combat sports scene, stout and whatnot. So they competed hard, though. They showed that they were right on the cusp of being that level. And I'm, for one, I'm extremely excited to see what more MMA has got in the future because all their fighters really impressed me. More MMA, first up, second up, Sonic. Jiu-Jitsu and MMA with Seth Donovan and Logan Fink both fought for us in 2023. Logan Fink had a really impressive win over Drew Landefeld. Seth Donovan fought a crazy close split decision to Ethan Kenny that legitimately could have gone either way. So Sonic really came out and showed that they were, you know, at that level already. They put out some extremely high-level fighters. And I was impressed with them. Really easy to work with. Great coaches with Ben Quigley leading the charge there. And they were just awesome to work with. It was cool to get Sonic, which they're out of, Jim, where are they from? Franklin, PA? Oil Franklin, City? Yeah. Where are they? Mm -hmm. Franklin? Yeah, so a little, right. little outside the proper, you know, Pittsburgh area, but still close enough that definitely considered local-ish at least. And then we got proper. To the surprise of nobody, we got PA Combat Sports. We talked about Mike Ratani, and I think moving forward, PA Combat Sports out of Greensburg. We're going to be in Murraysville in February, which is very close to Greensburg. It's like 15, 20 minutes max from Greensburg. So I'm just saying, you might want to keep an eye out for PA Combat Sports come February. Not only Mike Ratani, but they have some more guys coming up some debuts and I'm extremely excited to see what they got because obviously Ratani impressed us big time PA combat sports impressed us big time. I expect nothing but excellence from their guys coming up. So that's more MMA Sonic jujitsu and MMA PA combat sports and the final nominee Drenning martial arts with Christopher Pierce and Travis lemon. Awesome team to work with once again. I mean, Part of the thing about being a new gym that I think this is how you impress me, at least I'll just speak for myself, how you carry yourself, how you do your paperwork, how professional you are at weigh-ins, how professional you are during the event and Drenning Martial Arts literally checks every single one of those boxes. They're awesome to work with, super easy to communicate with, you know, whenever one of their fighters shows up, he's going to show up on weight, ready to fight. And what more can you really ask for? as a promotion. So those are your nominees for new gym of the year, 2023. I'm excited to see who wins that one. It's kind of a mixed bag. I feel like last year there was kind of Anviaris was kind of a heavy hitter because of how Glenn kind of came out, put them on the map. Glenn and Colton like really helped push that charge with Anviaris. And since all of these gyms mostly came towards the end of the year last year, it was more like a late push. So I'm excited to see, what the voters think about those gyms and how those gyms can rally their students and fans and families and things like that to vote. Congrats to all of the nominees for new gym of the year. Great job. guys! <laughs> there, it <was. laughs> there it was. 
Nice. That's that's a fun category, man, because that really does. That sets the tone. I mean, once again, just harping on MVRA since they won last year. But you saw how they developed that this year with, you know, Noah Gaudiello now stepping out into the scene. And Glenn Christner had arguably his most memorable year as a fighter as well. So it's it's cool to not only watch the new gym of the year, but then watch their progression the next year as like the sophomore gym, if you will. What do you think, Danny Palm? I agree with everything you said. That's that's awesome. That's just because I speak nothing but facts, bro. <laughs> he would have said I that at any point in time with no matter what I said. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's why we that's why we love Danny Palm. The hype man, Danny Palm. I think we should get to uh, what do you what, what are you guys what are you guys feeling? What are you guys feeling? I, I had something in mind. What are you <clears throat> okay. saying do it about? Like the category I want to go to, but I mean, like that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Oh, I knock out of the year. Oh, see, I I was at coach of the year. Mm. You I, guys have a coin. You guys have a coin to flip. No. Let's do. Can you find one? That's flip the double. Mint. Flip it. There we go. Okay, this is heads. This is tails. Which do you want? We'll go heads. Okay. It is heads, and so <laughs> it is we're talking tails. about coach of the year. <laughs> All right, we can do what? <laughs> it's heads. We'll do, we'll do coach of the year. We'll do coach of the yeah. year. Okay, coach of the year. How, how do we, can I talk how about honorable mention? That? Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, do yeah, honorable yeah. mention. Honorable mention. Um, so there's four coaches that are given coach of the year. Last year we kind of did it as like the coaching team. This year we're doing it. I don't know. It's like, like the main. I don't know how. How did we determine this? Well, it's it's pretty easy to break down because the big reason there was even a debate was essentially one guy who you're about to see who got nominated. So last year we kind of did this coaching team, but what would happen if there's a coach or a trainer in the Pittsburgh area who's affiliated with a bunch of different teams and kind of personal training, yeah, private kind of situation, and who is still very crucial to the scene, you would have to nominate him. But last year, we kind of like unintentionally excluded him by sticking solely to like the core gym two head coach duo. And then this this guy that you're about to see <laughs> got left out, unfortunately. And we realized, hey, you know what? This year we we got to fix that because this guy absolutely deserves to be in it. So that's so the, you, the honorable yeah. mention is comma worthy, who has um, you know taken over the coaching reins at the academy, um, and he doesn't like. He doesn't like awards, so he's honorable mention. <laughs> he doesn't like awards. That's how it works. I mean, he was like annoyed by getting awards. So he got like three last year, so yeah. he can deal with an honorable yeah. mention. Yeah. So th th that's what happens. He doesn't have room on his trophy case anyway. So that's that's totally fair. It went they went on his um ref beverage refreshment uh refrigerator. Nice, nice. What all did he win last year, Danny Palm? He won. Do you remember exactly what he won? I believe he won comeback of the year. Mm, yeah, fight of the year. Uh, comeback of the year is a fun one. Yeah, yeah. there was definitely a third. Was it 
Yeah, there was definitely three. Was it Fighter of the Year? Maybe. Pro I don't know. We could go year. back and check, couldn't we? Anyway. We probably should. Should we keep track of this stuff? <laughs> Maybe. I don't I mean, think we so. could literally highlight it in, or do something to it in Asana. <laughs> Is it, it like, important? I don't sense. know. That's only like six times already that we've like wondered what somebody won last year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we should just check it off. All we have to do is check off the winner. Yeah. Oh, right. unreal. So, so coach of the year, who are the, the fellow nominees to comma worthy's honorable mention only? Comma was the only honorable mention. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. All right. So we'll, we'll kick it off with the very first guy that we were talking about who kind of caused us to restructure the entire thing. Mr. Chris Williams, the Yinzer boxing legend, the Yinzer himself. He's got a really good blog going right now, by the way, shout out Chris Williams blog, yinzerboxing.com blog. He's doing great things in the scene guys. And if you've been around for any amount of time, you obviously know Chris Williams, but I think this past year, he really, really took things up a notch, at least as it pertains to his work with MMA fighters who compete for 247. Primarily, you know, Justin Patton's at the top of his clientele list, but also Cowboy Eddie, Chris Hustleton, Carly Joe, Cody Gamble, Elijah Davis, Tony Welsh. I mean, he works with so many different guys, so many different high-level guys, and so many guys that you can see clear progression in their striking arsenal. So it's clear that his work is paying off for them, and he's doing great things for these fighters. So Chris Williams, it would have been a tragedy to leave him off the voting this year. So we fixed that. And then obviously the next guy, just since I can see a picture of him right here, I'll just throw that one up. I mean, are you even surprised that Isaac Greeley, Chris Dempsey, the Matt Factory duo is going to be nominated again? Of course. Isaac, we talk about so much and what they do, what he does for the community and the scene and the fight. I mean, the guy, what? We need to put together a compilation of just times that we've complimented Isaac on every podcast. <laughs> It'd no, be like it, be like a three hour episode. And here's the thing with the way we have it set up this year. I mean, I Isaac's nomination represents his whole coaching staff. Like we can't name his whole entire coaching staff. Kind of like you know if we named him and Chris Dempsey, we're leaving off the rest of the coaching staff. So we've like, these nominees are representing that staff for coach. Of the Correct. Day. Yep. Very true. And here we've got the next nominee. So we got Chris Williams, Isaac Greeley, Danilo Villafort, and that's the back of his head, but it's the best I could find. We need to like, I'll, I'll tell the photographers next event, like get good photos of the coaches. Um, it was hard to find a good picture of Danilo, which was surprising, but we Danilo, need, we need the photographers yeah. to do like the, the, like once they do the ring girls to do the team, to do the corners. That's a good call. That's Danilo. He's, he, he wants his fighters to be featured. Yeah. That that's is also true. Yeah. That's very true. But Obviously, he's doing great things at Indio, and he deserves his shine as well. Uh, uh, he was nominated last year. He was nominated this year. He'll probably be nominated next year. Spoiler alert. He's doing great things with that team, and you just you got to include him, man. He's quickly become an integral part of the Pittsburgh fight scene. And that's finally – Physical yep. location is moving on up. They're getting a much bigger space. They're blowing up. Blowing up at Indio. And then the last one, I loved this picture – 
of Will Morrill, Mike Wilkins and Will Morrill at Stout. You can see the back of Wilkins' head there with the classic vintage towel around the neck, the Wilkins trademark. That team at Stout, insanely active, insanely productive, insane win rate. Just, I mean, they won last year. Wilkins and Morrill won last year, so they're looking to repeat this year. And they would, I would say they have a very strong chance of doing so, but your votes will help determine that, ladies and gentlemen. So that's up to did we did we say how the voting uh how the the complete voting structure yet no we didn't really get into it no we really didn't all right we really did so not. let's kind of let's kind of run that down how how that's structured how so there's seven total votes right yeah yeah go ahead and take it away actually so i can pull up some other stuff right. real quick for the next category you you might have to um correct me if i'm wrong so Having votes from uh, 247 are Jim Mooney, Hunter Homestek, um, Danny Palm, Luke Payson, and those are the four 247 votes. And then there's three votes that are from the people. How it um, How that breaks down is each category, each uh, category, if the winner in that category of the fan vote gets two votes for them. If they win by more than 75% of the vote, they get all three votes. Second place gets one vote as long as they have, as long as the first place finished under 75 percent does that make sense mm -hmm. so that is all seven votes in the event that there is a tie i will cast the tie breaking vote and that's the only time i i will have any vote is if there is a tie if there are 10 votes in one category first place gets six votes then out of that category they get two second place gets one but if in that category the first place out of 10 votes gets eight. They get all three votes. Correct. For that yep. category. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so, uh, I don't know what the percentages of three of three into seven, but, um, almost 50%, like 40 some percent of the vote is the fans. And then each person, um, has one vote of seven. Yeah, and the fan vote last year made a massive difference. I remember quite a few categories that were completely swung based on the fan vote. So it it really does make a difference, guys. Don't don't think just because our votes also count that you don't need to vote because you absolutely can influence the winner and you will influence the winners. I guarantee it'll happen again. I do so, like. Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead, I was, no, I'll, I'll remember what I'm going to say. Go ahead. Okay, cool. I was just going to point out real quick that our boy Rurb in the in the chat corrected us that his last name is pronounced Ratani. I think we were saying like Ratani. Ratani. Okay. Okay. Thanks, dude. Pr pronunciation matters. of mispronunciation. It's bad. It's bad. Really bad. All right. Go ahead, Jim. Take it away. So for, for Ryan, when it comes to the, uh, the tiebreaker, are you casting your vote ahead of time? No. And it's so you're going to wait to see oh, – hey, I guess you would have to. You you have to wait to see where those 
Well, votes no, fall. no. So the the voting is only for a limited period of time. So voting is going to be a week. Here's why: we will, after that weekend's, we will rush order trophies so that we can have the trophies with the names of the winners on it. So we'll know who the winners are in those two weeks. Uh, okay. So if there's a tie in a week from today, I'm going to find out and I'm going to break that tie. There we go. That explains it. That is perfect. And yeah, just to be clear, Ryan will only vote between whoever's tied. Tie. So, yeah. so yes. that means, so, you know, if you're listening, you're watching, you want to start getting your votes in now vote early vote often we'll 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 let you know how to vote at the end of the at the end of the show yeah because when we when we get to the actual award show there won't be any voting at that point i i mean cursory you can you know comment your vote but it doesn't count towards, it won't it won't work yeah the 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 trophies will be made the decision yep. will be final in one week from today. So get your vote in and get it in now. Not right now. But as soon as that, I was hoping Danny Palm was ready on the air horn on that because that was a very solid statement, Mr. Ryan Middleton. You were on that thing. Oh, well, I'm going to jump man. in. I'm going to jump right in to the next category. I'm throwing it back to Sprawl in the Berg events. This is going to be another grappling-based uh, award. This is grappling match of the year, which oh, talk this about. is like a huge. Oh, this one was huge, man. There are these heavy hitters. I'm excited. There's so many heavy hitters in this one, dude. So first off, the honorable mention. There was just one honorable mention. And this one, probably as much as any category, pained me to not include it. Because, man, if there's like a. 4 and 4A or 4A and 4B, however you want to look at it. This is one of those categories. But unfortunately for them, Sage Stepinski versus Sean Kyle just missed the cut, just ended up at number five. And you shuffle the deck a little bit or catch us on a different day. Maybe this one would have made the cut and a different one would have been on the outside looking in. But man, Sage and Sean Kyle put on an absolute show and it pains me that they're not in it. But we had to narrow it down to four. And when you see the nominees, I think you'll understand that they had some stiff competition this year. So let's jump right into it. At the top, our main event of Sprawl in the Berg, not Sprawl in the Berg one, just Sprawl in the Berg. Two absolute world class grapplers. It's freaking crazy. Dante Leone versus PJ Barch. I mean, what more can we say about that match besides, you know, what we've already said? <laughs> it was an honor to have those two in our cage, especially in our inaugural grappling event cage grappling event both these guys had nothing but awesome feedback and awesome to work with just all the way around an absolute honor to have this match and to that probably sick, nobody's dude. surprised yeah yeah dude so sick and to nobody's surprise i'm sure this one is up for match of the year dante did take home the decision that night but it was a super closely contested match and dante in his post-fight post-match speech even said something to the effect of, for whatever reason, PJ is always like one of the hardest matchups for me. Just stylistically, he and PJ create a ridiculously even, fair, fun matchup. And that's certainly what they put forward in our cage. So PJ Barch versus Dante Leone up for match of the year. Super, super cool um, thing that, you know, Dante Leone uh, posted on Instagram earlier this week um 
about like wrapping up his year and he put up a series of photos and he's done some pretty awesome things mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. And to include our event as one of those was really humbling and really cool that a world-class uh, player in the grappling game um, viewed our event as one of his yeah. top moments. Impressive. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that, that was super cool of him to know, you know, Fighters can always say nice things to your face or act like they had a good time when they're getting a paycheck and things like that when they're right there at the venue. And Dante certainly had a lot of that, but privately he let us all know how impressed he was as well. And then obviously, like you said, Ryan, that post earlier this week to include us just kind of validated the fact that he did genuinely enjoy that event working with us. So that meant a lot, meant a lot on a personal level, but for these purposes, there was no denying that was also one of the top four grappling matches of the year for us. And this one coming up, probably also not a surprise for anybody. What what a one-two hit at the top of Sprawl in the Berg. You just saw the main event. You're about to see the co-main right now. I mean, what do you even... The fact that this happened in our cage still like, gets me excited. <laughs> those two matches back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, those two matches back-to-back. Insane insane isaac Greeley versus gray maynard obviously i didn't even say it but if you're just listening and not watching it's isaac Greeley versus gray maynard obviously gray a multi 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 fight ufc vet competed for the ufc lightweight title several times put on some of the most legendary fights in ufc history literally no hyperbole his fights with frankie edgar are some of the best fights that you will ever see and then he came into the cage to fight arguably the most legendary local grappler local coach local combat sports personality isaac Greeley, and they just went freaking toe-to-toe for six minutes and this is one i think we can all agree in retrospect we wish that that was an eight-minute match instead of a six-minute match just to know just to know how it would have ended because gray definitely controlled the early portions but man isaac kind of flipped a switch towards the end and was pouring it on and i don't know that isaac could have poured so strong yeah, I, I don't know that he would have pulled out the win. Maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't have, but it did feel like there was some momentum shifting. That atmosphere in the crowd, too, is Dude, wild. That, yeah, that was probably safe to say that that was that's a highlight of the year for us in general. Not even talking awards or grappling match of the year or anything, but just a general highlight of the year. This would be up there for us, for sure. I'm willing to bet that both sides would probably want to do that again. Oh, can can we put that together again? Maybe for um, Sprawl Three, or I'm not going to say what our what's coming up, but I'd love I mean, to see that happen again. Would anybody yeah, complain about that right. happening again? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think any human. I don't think any human in Pittsburgh would complain about that. So yeah, we we could absolutely make that happen if the fans demand it. So next up. We got one from Sprawl the Berg, too. You love to see it. You love to see a little switch up here. Chase Boyd versus Jeremy Dekanip. So, fun fact, Jeremy's coach at True Believer, Jake Miklote. Mislote? Miklote? I don't know how you say your last name, dude, and I'm sorry. Like we said earlier, we suck at names. So, I, I hope I got it with one of those. Miklote? <laughs> Miklote? Miklote? Yeah, that sounds like a like a McDonald's like real estate division, the Miklote. Would you like to buy a Miklote? Anyway. His his coach told us ahead of time, he was like, if you get Jeremy a match, he's going to put on a freaking show. 
Like, guarantee, win, lose, draw, whatever happens, Jeremy's putting on a show. And when we knew Chase Boyd was available to match, we were like, this is a no-brainer. Same weight, roughly the same. I think Jeremy was technically a purple belt, and Chase was a brown belt, but still, we knew it was going to be super competitive. They were trying to take each other's heads off. It was awesome. Dude, it was so aggressive and just insane moments of near submissions on each side. Great scrambles, great all the way around, just an absolute banger. And this one, I think pretty clearly after the event, we knew this one was going to be up for grappling match of the year. It was it was certainly a highlight from that night at Sprawl in the Berg 2. And I think if you're going to go back and rewatch one of these on 247 Live, like if you want to go back and rewatch an event or a specific match, this would be a great place to start to see what Sprawl in the Berg is all about and why this match made the cut. It's a good one to go rewatch for sure. Yeah, and so I can all, anytime um, Chase Boyd is in a, a fight or in a grappling match or anything, I can always like figure out what 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 the dates are that I've seen Chase Boyd naked. <laughs> <laughs> for a fight, it's the day before. For a grappling match, it's the same night. <laughs> it's like oh, I'm I'm two pounds under. And then you see him yeah, drop the drawers. Get <laughs> better, better get I naked. Only naked. <laughs> Danny Palm is an amazing commentator. Look at that. Simon Spence. Simon Spence knows what's up. Danny Palm yeah. is amazing. Shout out, Simon. He he just beat me in the fantasy football championship. I'm pissed. Uh, he literally <laughs> commented. <laughs> anger. I know. <laughs> Not a friendly shout out. Devastation. He, he's my boy, though. Was his name Dust? <laughs> Well, maybe. <laughs> you got to leave him in the dust. Old, old Dusty Spence took him out. I think, dude, I think Simon commented just to get your acknowledgement so that you would have to admit that he beat you at fantasy football. That was a that was a 40 chess totally move. strategic. <sighs> yeah, that was awesome on his part, honestly. Baited it right in. So we've got PJ Barch versus Dante Leon. We got Isaac Greeley versus Gray Maynard. We got Chase Boyd versus Jeremy Deconip. That leaves room for one more match to make the cut, and it's going to be from Bitby 19. Maya Yankello versus Sasha Reynolds. And this one, ladies and gentlemen, was not only an amazing match, but an extremely fun storyline in that Sasha Reynolds has previously beaten Carly Jo Thomas, Jess Elizabeth, and Selena Jovith, obviously mainstays in the Pittsburgh female grappling community. And Maya, certainly part of that group as well. So this was like the final boss, if you will, for Sasha Reynolds in Pittsburgh. And wow. Maya, Both. Maya came out, got it done. And this one's fun. I like including this one because there is, there is a case to be made that Sasha won this match. I think it is fair to say this could have been a draw. This could have been Sasha. This could have been Maya. I'm not saying that Sasha got robbed. I'm not saying Maya didn't deserve to win. I'm just saying it was an extremely hard-fought and close match all the way around. Sasha diving on legs the entire time, looking for leg locks, as is her game. And Maya just staying crazy, aggressive, heavy on top, great pressure. Her her strength and athleticism was really on display in this. And Sasha, being just 16 years old, is just such an insanely impressive competitor. I mean, it's hard to overstate how talented she is at such a young age and how incredible what she's doing is. So it was great to see, you know, Maya push her to that brink and put on a match that genuinely by the end, you had no idea who won. So that made it super fun for me. 
So that's it. That seals up what we got. I, lo- I love it when he leaves when he leaves his space and purposely not saying anything. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Like we got I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, all right, somebody else can talk now, but you guys always just leave we, me we hanging. We should do so a that's trust cool. fall with him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh God. When when no. when you get over the Rona, trust fall. No, no, I'm not trust falling with you. Guys. I'll let da- Danny Palm will catch me. Danny Palm's my boy. Danny Palm got me. Will he? You guys, you guys, I don't know. Next podcast, we're going to do it live. We're going to do the trust fall. Live trust fall. <laughs> you're either on the table or you're in our arms. Pretty sure you'll be on the table. I'm pretty sure too. That's fun though. That's a fun little, yeah, I'll do it. All right. I'll trust fall with you guys. Let's do it. All right, what do we do, got next? Let, I, can we do uh, comeback of the year? Okay, talk for a little bit and then we can do it. <laughs> oh, you do you have a a uh, a video for that? I don't have a video for that. What do you have okay, up next? So so comeback of the year. What we look for with comeback of the year? It's not necessarily like a career comeback. It's not an infight comeback. It's it's literally this category is any type of comeback. It could be you just lost two fights, you yeah, you know, and then you came back and got a huge win that no one expected you to win or facing that, adversity. Yeah. And it could be, you know, like you know, early on in your career, um, something personal got in the way. Um, could have been like in the individual bout. So it's not a specific defined category yeah it could be any of that it makes it a really fun category for me personally because you can also get creative with how you're going to define a comeback and i think with these nominees you're going to see exactly what we mean because there's a little bit of there's a little bit of everything included there so let them know that honorable mention first ryan let's talk about him because he does deserve some love as well yeah honorable mention is cam smith Cam started off his MMA career, you know, he wasn't able to pick up a win. He had, you know, three straight losses. The same thing happened to Craig Perry, um, where he started off with three straight losses, even though there's like this great, tremendous amount of talent. Um, And he was, you know, a lot of people, uh, you could ask anyone who's a 0-3 amateur, how many people that are their friends and family that think that encourage them to just stop doing it and to just like that this isn't the right thing to do? That is something that you have to deal with. And it's very um, easy. It's very to just say, okay, yeah, I, I'm not going to compete at this anymore. But it shows real perseverance and real mental fortitude to get back in that climb back in that cage and and do the do the deal and he came back he had a a, a loss um, in Ohio in May and then came back for our September Ohio card and got his first win uh, an armbar or a triangle choke armbar um, a round one win and got his first win and. Then actually had about since then and 
picked up a picked up a draw, <laughs> so wasn't able to get the second win, but he did get a, a, a another non loss. So as much as that's not satisfying, it is our honorable mention for comeback of the year. So I yep. want to um, piggyback off of that and actually go back to something that you had asked me, Hunter. Um, so this is a tie, and you had asked me like, what is it, like what is the thought process mindset in putting together amateur fights and he's cam's a perfect example of what like what you see on paper versus video and we have video of him and we know that what we saw similar to like aaron harper you know aaron harper's been out of the scene for a while i think 2022 he fought for us three times um cam smith does not it like when you see him in the cage his talent is not indicative of his record or his record is not indicative of his talent. Sure. And that's where like that matching and having that footage, talking to coaches and getting to know their fighters and the skill sets that they have is <clears throat> very important. Cam is perfect example of somebody that like eventually I, that, that record is going to turn the other way. And, and I feel like he's, he's definitely, you know, traje- traje- trajectory, trajectory. <laughs> okay, I don't know that that's uh, a, a word. Go ahead. Trajectory oh, is tra- trajectory. <laughs> well, we're <laughs> returning. Sent that word to me. Trajectoring upward. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I think well. he's trending well. That's yeah. that is an easier way to say it. I think the easiest way to set up the first nominee in this category is to just say, take everything we just said about Cam Smith and replace the words Cam Smith with Craig Perry, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they really were on the same path. Craig started his career, like you said, zero and three. And then in 2023, he went two and zero and got a finish by submission in his most recent fight, which is arguably the most impressive part of it all. We've had a so lot Craig of discussion about Craig over the past week, and um, and and some matching and things going going on behind the scenes, and yeah, so it's good to see him on here. He's well deserving of this nomination. Yeah, no doubt that that was a super easy pick for comeback of the year. Kirk Bradley chiming in. What up, Kirk? Thanks for tuning in, dude. He said this one's a no brainer. McGregor had a way better comeback than his idol is trying to pull off right now. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And, and true, man, and true. It, it was a no-brainer to include Craig as a nominee for comeback of the year. Like like Ryan said, starting 0-3, don't think for a second that there weren't a lot of people in Craig's ear probably telling him to hang it up, especially, I mean, one of those losses, he broke his arm badly. And, like, he he injured himself. It was a nasty, a nasty kind of both painful and rehabilitation-worthy loss. Like, it was one of those losses where you could be like, why am I doing this again? Why would I do this to myself? But Craig yeah. never blinked, got right back after it, and, and has bounced back with a spotless 2-0 and record in 2023. And by the way, he still needs a fight for February 24th, people. What's going on? Nobody wants to fight Craig Perry now. It's crazy. Look, like, let me pull up this guy again. Look at this face. Why don't you want to punch that guy in the face? Nobody wants to punch <laughs> him in the face. I don't get it. He's literally my favorite barista, and I, I don't know that he's ever made me a coffee. Where's he a barista? <laughs> Yeah, he's Starbucks in Murraysville. Starbucks, yeah. where in Murraysville? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's bringing he's bringing Starbucks at, on February twenty fourth for everyone. 
I mean, when I say everyone, I mean everyone. Hey, guys, speaking of which, why don't we, like, drop a, why don't we drop a fight? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, is this happening? I said it. This is unplanned, ladies and gentlemen. I I was not prepared for this. What do we got? Let's. Do Why don't it, we Ryan drop Rose. one? Why don't you? Okay. Let's how about it. this? This is completely unplanned. Hunter, let me, let me interrupt real quick. So, like, so people can um, get an idea of the face that we want punched. Why nobody wants to punch his face? If if Danny or Hunter can pull up his um, profile pic on Facebook, he looks like he's like. Are you talking about Craig? Yeah, he's like 11, 12 years old there. <laughs> well, he always looks like he's 11, 12 years old. That's true. Oh, that is right. very accurate. Hang on. I think, I think here we go. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. that's what he looks like. That's Craig Perry's face for sure. Hunter, didn't Cowboy Eddie say wrong. that he could make a better coffee than Craig? Absolutely. Cowboy Eddie definitely said, <laughs> dude, I died when he said that. That was awesome. That was so good. We can do that live on the podcast. I think okay. they need to have the ice skate off and the barista off on the same yeah. day. Middle middle of comeback of the year nominees. We're going to... Okay, so Hunter, here's what I want to do. Yeah. I want you to go on to... You're already on Smugmug. But go on to Smugmug and you pick the fight you want to announce and pull up the poster and then boom, just, just smack... Smack the audience right in the face with the poster you want to show. Make sure it's the full screen, though, so you don't show all the little other posters that are ready to go. Okay. You can't show them all. I think, I think we're good. I are mean, you, you pick one. I, I got it. Yeah, I got it. It's yeah, right I, here. I, I could see it, I think. Oh, nice. You, you, you agree you, with his decision? To if, that? if I'm looking at the right thing, yes. I mean, what else am I going to show you guys out here? Yeah. I Let's mean, just are, say it... there's a belt on the line. Okay, yeah, we know oh, which one. That is. Man, that's a big one, dude. Okay. You guys, you guys we're, come we're, to the show. We're taking oh. the gloves off, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboy Eddie versus Lee. Let's go. <laughs> For the 247 FC lightweight amateur belt. Look at that pretty belt up there in the top right. That is a nice depiction of our belt. She did a great job with that little sketch or little, oh, little artistry. The actual, an actual, wait, what? Yeah, dude, that's How like a sketchy. The belt? I don't know because she's just that good. She made it look better Man. this way. Cowboy Eddie versus Hootley, 3-0 versus 3-0, gigantic fan base versus gigantic fan base, insanely high-octane fighting style versus insanely high-octane fighting style. They're like the same person but different, and this is going to be incredible. I cannot wait for this matchup. Wow. Yeah, this is the fight, man. This, this fight reminds me of, you know, when you have two... Like it, it, it doesn't get to the level because it wasn't pro. They haven't been, they haven't had 20 fights each, but like when you talk about the pinnacle of MMA, no pun intended of MMA uh, in Pittsburgh uh -huh. and, and two big names colliding with big fan bases. Like this is reminiscent of, of Cody Garbrandt and Dominic Mazzotta. Like 
not to that level. I nope. But those guys and their fan bases, this is going to be fun. It's going to be wild, and we have security ready. Yeah, we're lucky to, uh, to see this fight this early on in their careers. And one thing that you have talked about, Ryan, a lot is like if you, if you try to wait for a fight to happen and you say, let's let's hold off on that, wait till it happens down the road. When you wait on a fight, it never happens. Correct. So you take the opportunity you have in front of you, make the fight happen. And I, I think that I'm, I, I wish we could have like put out a big post and said, tune in. We have a big um, fight to announce because this is, this is a huge deal. It's huge. Only our podcast mm-hmm. listeners. We're not, we're not cutting this podcast. Like you, you might he- like, you might hear it through the grapevine, but this is the only time we're announcing this now. Um, to our podcast listeners, enjoy. That's a big. That's a big bout. The Academy versus Ooh. Indio Dojo. It just Huge. has title fight. It just has every every aspect of awesomeness. Um, and this is both. They're both three and zero. They're both. You know, one of the O has got to go. One's a champ. One's a chump. After this fight, and guess what? Neither one of them are going to back down. It's going to be explosive. I can't wait. I'm excited. Dude. Just and thinking about it. I'm, chump, but I'm just saying, I mean, that's, that's Timbo. Timbo slice chimed in and said, so I get loser. <laughs> nice. I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that idea at all. Something there. And Kirk chimed in. I just gave cowboy his blue belt tonight. One belt in January and another in February. Let's go. Congratulations, Cowboy. Blue belt, Cowboy. Look at this guy. This guy. I tell you, this guy here. Look at this guy here. (laughs) So we got. Funny story. I met met Cowboy Eddie uh, at a coffee shop near his house. why didn't you meet him in Murraysville? Why? For coffee at Starbucks. Oh, because we weren't anywhere near Murraysville. But I met him and like he had his hood up and like I just figure, you know, he's this is just. Well, I guess afterwards he's like, oh, I I didn't want to be seen. Like I was scared that like if I got if someone saw you with me that, that you would think that like no like <laughs> that there was like favoritism or something and I'm like no it's like totally normal for like two people to meet to talk like it's not that it's not like we were doing like I don't know we we didn't go to a TMZ's got the photos uh, <laughs> I I Dude. never once thought of that. Until he said it, so be funny. Okay, uh, we're back to good time. comeback. We're of the back. Year, right? We're back. Comeback of the year. Craig Perry, first nominee, second nominee, right here. This lady, right here. Coach Carly Carl. Thomas. Coach Carl. Let's go. This was a pretty, pretty easy pick too. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that this was a pretty obvious comeback of the year. She had a tough 2022. She went 0 and 2 in 2022 in general. 0 and 1 with us made a tough in retrospect 
the fight with Wendy and Nunson. Wendy has gone on to a successful start to her pro career, and she finished her amateur career with just a string of victories and title bouts, and she's doing great things. Wendy is an absolute savage. So in retrospect, losing to Wendy is certainly not the end of the end of the road or end of the world for Carly, but she did take a tough loss that day at Bippy 12 against Wendy. But bounced back in 2023 in a big way. Went 2-0 in 2023 and most recently defeated the then 5-0 Kara Hode. So Kara is now 5-1. Still obviously a very promising career in her future as well. But Carly knocked her off at Bippy 19. And just what a performance. Gutsy performance. Kara showed every bit of that 5-0. Another super close decision. I mean, could have gone either yeah, way. Yeah, that's another one that could have Nobody would have been um, shocked or, I mean, people would have been disappointed because it was a hometown fight for, for Carl, but um, for coach Carl, I don't know. Does she, does she accept just Carl or just Carl? I don't know. Carl, I'll ask her. Carl. Anyway. Um, so, you know, n- nobody that was completely objective would have, would have thought, you know, anything crazy if, if it would have went the other way either. So, um, but I also, I, I agreed with the decision. I had it scored the same way. Um, but it was a nice, really awesome win, huge win for, for Carly Joe. And, you know, her post after that fight really touched me. Um, and you know, as much as we, we try to, as promoters stay objective, um, and I literally don't root for anybody during a show. I don't, you know, I, I kind of take, I've, I've over the course of time, I've taken my emotions completely out on fight night. And I really don't um, even people that I interact with a lot and would consider a friend, like when they're fighting, like I don't have on a, like, I'm not rooting for one of them. I'm just, I just am completely putting myself in an objective position, but Carly Joe that night made me mm. a, uh, 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 after reading her post and all that, and, and, and there were, you know, things that I suspected, but I didn't know. I just, I didn't know, but the things she's gone through and the way she has represented herself and just the, I mean, her personality and just hang out, spending time with her and the power couple. They're awesome. Like I, I, I became a big fan of Carly Joe and wanting just the absolute best for her. I don't want the best for everyone, but you know, everyone can't have the best. Well put. Very, very well put. Yeah. And super, super fair point there, Ryan, too. I think that was, just made that whole comeback story that much easier to give her the nominee there. Super well-deserved for Coach Carl. And like you said, the power couple, Justin Pat and Carly Joe Thomas, they're nominated quite a bit. You're going to see quite a bit of them in 2024 as well. They're not going anywhere, so that's good news for the fans. So we've got Craig Perry, Carly Joe Thomas, two more nominees for Comeback of the Year. This one's fun because the definition of comeback is a little different. So I like this guy being nominated, Mr. Glenn Christner. MVRS Boxing alum. He's become a big-time 247 alum. What's he have? Four fights with us now? Four or five? 221. 
two, two, yeah. and one. All five fights for us, man. Glenn is super active, super fun. We know anytime we book a Glenn Christner fight, we've got a potential fight of the night on our hands with whoever he's matched up against. It's going to be a fun, fun fight. And this one got comeback of the year honors because he he lost. If you're just oh there there we go. If you're just listening, I'm doing air quotes there when I say lost because he lost to Caprice Hall at Bit B17, but because of a point deduction to Caprice for what was it a head kick or an illegal knee? I can't remember what it was. It was one some mm. kind of some kind of infraction at any rate. He lost a point. I think it was a so, knee. So yeah, I think it was a knee too. So after the lost point, that fight went to a draw. So, you know, with the point, Caprice would have won that first fight. And Glenn also lost at Bippy 16 to Blair Phillips. So he started out 2023 with a loss. Then in the middle of 2023 in the summer at Bippy 17, he took a draw that arguably, you know, you could say he actually lost that fight. But due to a technicality, it's a draw. But then we set now up he the rematch. Behind, he, he, you can say he was behind on the scorecards. Yeah, I mean, it's all I mean, like that, yeah. that's. Yeah, yeah, that's just a fact. Yeah, the scores were red. That's just factual. But then at Bippy 18, we set up the rematch, and Glenn put a stamp on that in a very big way. First round submission victory, not leaving it in the hands of the judges anymore. So he bounced back from a loss, then a draw, then to defeat the same guy that he he went to the draw against in July in a big way in October. That was a huge comeback for Glenn Christner because, I mean, you think about it, going 0-2-1 in a calendar year is not a not a great year for a fighter. So he really changed his fortunes. Instead, went 1-1-1 and ended on the high note. So he's got the momentum back in his favor, career back going the right way. He's 2-2-1 two, two and one now, and we're – you know, we're super excited for what comes next for Glenn. And look how disappointed he was because he's he's hilarious. He was like so disappointed that he submitted Caprice like fast because he's so used to putting on these, like I said, fight of the night type performances. He he was like apologizing to me after the fight. Like, sorry, I didn't put on a better show. I'm like, dude, you never have to apologize for winning a fight quickly, dude. It's not it's not apology worthy. Especially when you go and you establish yourself as this banger that's like you know he hadn't shown in in the previous fights he hadn't shown much um ground game he hadn't shown that he is well-rounded um it wasn't that uh he wasn't but he hadn't like those those um points in the fight didn't happen um, where he could showcase that, and to for him to come in and say, "No, I'm not just a, I'm not just a banger. I'm not just a guy throwing fists. Like I have technique, and I can get my, my hooks in and take you, take your back." Um, right. Was pretty awesome, mm -hmm. and to do it in such a, I mean, he moved quick. He he got in that position. He got the hooks. It, it was it was nice, and it was surprising to me because I didn't even think that was a part of like his fight game. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we're I seeing that a lot. Yeah. Um, so, I, Hunter, I thought the same thing when uh, after the fight, he he seemed down, and I was thinking, like he just submitted somebody. You know, this is a big moment, and he almost seemed like he was disappointed in his performance. But uh, to to um, comment on something you said, Ryan, he did have one moment in a fight, like a period in a fight, where he. It, it looked to like most of the crowd, me included, 
where he had actually submitted a guy, choked a guy out. Oh, that was was that standing though? Um, no, I think it did go to the ground, and then this is against Blair Phillips, mm-hmm. and I, it seemed like Blair was out for a, a, a good two seconds. Two seconds is a long time in MMA, uh, maybe three. And then like Blair comes back and the whole crowd is screaming. This is at um, um, the casino show at, at the Meadows. And then like the the ref, Chip Snyder, doesn't call the sub, doesn't see him go out. So it seemed like Gunn's like, okay, well, I guess I can't sub a guy. Like grappling's not my game. Let's get back up and, and start throwing again. And that's like it went back to the feet again. I still think I still think he was out. Yeah, 100% he was out. 100% he was out. I agree. But but how did he how did he suddenly like you don't go from out to not out by being choked. Like like yeah. you know what I mean like by continuing to be choked that's not like okay, he'll wake up now. Like no, he's you're still in a choke. Like he's right. not going to start breathing. That's weird. That was I don't super know. The whole thing was weird. It was very weird. Super weird. And Dylan Cole chiming in. What up, Dylan Cole? Nice to see you in the chat. What a what a beautiful face to see on this Wednesday Said evening. Nobody ever. Mm-hmm. Glenn Chris. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah. Did you see that? You- <laughs> Danny Palm. <laughs> Glenn Christner fights are must must watch. Don't blink attractions every time. Couldn't have been said better, Dylan Cole. Eagles. Yeah. So every <laughs> fight he adds something that. to the uh, to the Christner lore. It's very true. Very true. So that's Glenn Glenn Christner's comeback in 2023. We've got one more nominee. We got Craig Perry, Carly Joe Thomas, Glenn Christner, and the final nominee is right here. This is gonna. I think this is gonna shock some people. Honestly, I don't think anybody is predicting us to pick this guy, but it is a well-deserved distinction. We've got the Craig Perry, Carly Joe Thomas variety of comeback. That's kind of like a career revival type of comeback. We've got Glenn Christner comeback, which is a specific kind of within the same calendar year kind of comeback rematch against a guy. And now we've got the mid-fight comeback, the a very fun one. Logan Fink goes down early against. Drew, the lunatic Landafeld. It looked like Drew was really in control of this fight early at BIP B-17. It looked like Drew was kind of controlling the pace, as you can see, landing hard shots on the feet. Just kind of looked to be a step better than Logan Fink in the early goings. And then as the fight wore on, Logan Fink, Sonic, Jiu-Jitsu, and MMA, we just told you they were nominated for new gym of the year. And this is part of the reason why, man. They're breeding guys who got heart, who got skill, who got cardio, And I'm trying to find a picture here as the fight advances so you can see how this ended. But Logan Fink obviously took Landefeld's best shots, stayed in the pocket, stayed calm, fired back, eventually got this fight to the ground, took Landefeld's back, and and just finished business from there. So let's see. So the good thing about our photographers taking 8,000 pictures is that the fighters have 8,000 pictures to look through. The bad thing for me is that when I'm trying to find a particular picture, it's a little tough. All right, there we go. Here's Logan Fink with the rear naked choke sunk in on Drew Landefeld. Pretty awesome. I mean, it was a fantastic performance from Fink all the way around to just weather that storm and come back and get the submission victory, not just, you know, turn the tides and win a decision, but put a put a big stamp on that fight. And obviously that choke's super deep. 
crazy performance from Logan Fink with that kind of mid-fight comeback. Love to see that one. All right, let's keep this show rolling. How many more? How many more um, topics do we have? We KO got some of the good year. Ones. We definitely got KO and sub of the year and fight of the year. KO is that fight. it? Amateur fighter we did that. Yeah. So fight of the year, KO of the year, and sub of the year. Yeah, and Jim of the year. I just noticed, but we already said that's Jim Mooney, so you guys can just yeah, go, well, no go to Danny. Well, I think I think we can rattle off the Jim of the Year nominees pretty quickly. So, yeah, just go ahead and say them because obviously we don't have pictures of the gyms or anything. It's right, a lot of the so, coaches that you've already seen. So the Jim of the Year nominees are the Academy Pittsburgh. Uh, they had a total record this year of six and two. Indio Dojo had a record this year of four and one. The Matt Factory. Had a record this year of five and two, and Stout Pittsburgh had a record this year of ten and three. So those are the four gym of the year nominees. Get go vote for your favorite gym. As soon as this podcast is over, we're going to tell you how to do it. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's a good one. That's a great category. That was super fun last year with Stout and Indio both going undefeated until that December show where Stout fought Indio. And that was obviously a super fun attraction there. And we, once we again, had the nomination podcast, didn't we have the nomination podcast prior to? We may have. Yeah, I think yeah, we, we did. did. So we knew like, hey, keep an eye on this fight because it's going <laughs> to one of yep. them's O is going to go. Yeah. Yeah, that was super fun, man. What a what a time last year, obviously, with the nominees. But this year's looking even better, ladies and gentlemen. So that's Jim of the Year right there. So the gym of the year, the the records directly like impact the gym of the year, whereas coach of the year is more uh it doesn't like we're not it's not as heavily factored in with coach of the year. Coach of the year is more about development, it's more about um pouring, you know. What the th I mean, honestly, it's what we can see and what the fans can see as far as pouring into people, pouring into the students and just giving yourself to the sport. Um, and so that is less, you know, win loss record dependent. And we're not even really looking at records when it comes to that. Whereas records are a fairly decent um, part of gym of the year. You're on mute. Super. Nope, not now. Not now. Yeah. I just thought that people would like it better if they couldn't hear me anymore. So, you know, <laughs> then you do. trying to be nice. But, yeah, obviously, like Ryan said, super important, the overall record, and you heard him say that. We'll post. Also, guys, obviously, this next week, like Ryan said, voting is going to be open for a week. We're going to be posting all over our social media with the different categories, voting on social media and polls and things like that just to drum up more support. And we'll rehash, obviously, all these nominees and we'll post the videos and, and all that good stuff. So this is all going to be recapped as well. But we got a few more heavy hitting categories. We did genuinely save, I think, the best for last year. It's pretty well done. I didn't personally plan it that way, but it worked out. And I like that. <laughs> so we've got let's let's do fight of the year, guys. What do you think about fight of the year? Well, 
fight of the year. Where is that? Okay, so we have an honorable mention for this one, and we kind of touched on. Oh, what do you have a video for any more of these? Yeah, I got a video for KO and sub. Okay, so fight of the year's last one without a video. Correct. So the honorable mention for fight of the year is Glenn Christner and Caprice Hall won. That was a decision. Uh, like we just said, that was a back and forth affair. It was a really fun fight. There was a point deduction involved in that. And uh, Caprice Hall, probably because of that point deduction, lost a decision win. And it was a draw. And then that rematch, obviously, we mentioned, went to Glenn Christner via uh, rear naked chip in the first round. Yeah, That's our so that that one just missed out. And even though we didn't have it as an official honorable mention, I do want to shout out Faith Nichols versus Elena Dutil at the last event, BitB19. I rewatched that fight, and I think it was better than I gave it credit for in real time. And I thought it was good in real time. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was a great fight. But when I rewatched it, I was like, dang. It's even, it was even closer and more back and forth than I remember. Just a whole lot of action, a lot of technical skill from those two women. So that was a fantastic fight, too just on the outside looking in. But the official nominees are, drumroll, we're going to jump right into the first one here, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, <laughs> James Lido versus Ken Burrs at BitB16. It was one of the craziest fights that I've ever seen in the 247 cage. And I think if you would do a, a best fight of all time in 247, this one would probably be nominated as well. It was crazy. The circumstances for James Lido leading up to the fight were crazy with his mother passing away. And then you've got the dynamic of Stout versus Indio. You've got the dynamic of two of the top prospects, two of the top amateur prospects in PA fighting under novice amateur rules because they were both at the time so young in their careers. There was just a lot going into this matchup that made it so hyped. And everybody thought this, this could be that fight that like we're really hyped about, and then it just lays a dud because they both come from wrestling backgrounds. We thought maybe it would just be two wrestlers canceling each other out the whole fight. Nah, nah, it was not that at all. Not that at all. As you can see, James Lido got out to an extremely hot start, took Ken Burrs down, took his back, and Ken Burrs, man, just what a freaking animal he is. He dropped Lido badly twice, I think, definitely once, and I think twice in the fight. It was just... An absurd display of heart, skill, determination, everything that you want in a fight of the year type of fight. These two had it from start to finish. So it eventually went to a decision and James Leto did win the decision. But truly, I know it's super cliched in MMA, but man, that was a fight that there's no loser in. That fight, both guys bolstered their stock and really shot up in the eyes of everybody that was in that arena. That's still one that people... When, when I'm talking to people who are at our shows and follow us and follow 247, people talk about this fight a lot, <laughs> and for good reason, for very good reason. So Ken Burrs versus James Lido, first fight of the year nomination. This will be our 25th event um, coming up on February 24th. Um, out of the 24 previous events, there are a handful of special moments. Yeah. James Lado and Ken Burrs is one of my like core milestone moments in 247 fighting championships history. 
Um, very special to watch that in our cage. It was, um, it was awesome. It was what, you know, as I sat there watching it, I, I, I thought about like the process of, of starting this promotion mm -hmm. and, and, and I, I literally thought to myself, like, this is what we i wanted this is what we started this for this is why we are involved in this and it was so special and i can't stress to you well you know how how much watching that fight as it unfolded and the crowd and the environment that that night's environment was more another like just that collective night was very special um it was crazy. We sold we sold that show out three weeks in advance. We were scrounging from the fighters for tickets like a month out from the show. It the things that happened that night were so insanely special. But that fight really, you know, was a was a was a, a core moment in my memories of two four seven history. Couldn't agree more with everything you just said there, Ryan. Could not agree more, man. You nailed it on several levels. I don't think I've heard it, you know, as much as we talk, and we talk a lot. I don't think I've heard you say that that fight as you were watching it made you think, like, this is why I wanted to do this. That's really cool, man. I like that. Jim, so, yeah. well, I, I was just going to say, like, you you said it perfect. It wasn't it just the fight. Like, if you take that fight and you put it in – like the uh, UFC, the apex, and it's empty. It's still a tremendous fight. Then you, but you put it back to where it was, and the atmosphere there. It was the perfect storm, perfect crowd, perfect fight, and it's like so. You watch that and you think this is fight of the year. Like how can anything else come close to this? Well, we, we, we also, definitely had the ones that came close. Yeah. <laughs> also, each one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, the stories and a fun callback to to Rob McCraw earlier in this chat. He was talking about the novice PA rules. This fight is a great example of the novice PA rules allowing a fight to be better than maybe it otherwise would have been. And why I say that, you saw the picture very early in that fight. James Leto had Ken Burr's back, couldn't get the submission, but if he was allowed to ground and pound to the head, maybe a chance that he could have finished that fight from the back with ground and pound. And on the flip side, talked about Ken Burr's dropping James Leto badly. He could not follow up with ground and pound to the head after dropping him. So James had a little extra time to recover and push on in that fight. So literally both fighters at different times, I think could have ended the fight under advanced rules. And it would have, it, it wouldn't have ruined the fight. Obviously it would have been a definitive ending, but it would have ruined that fight of the year type of fight. Like it would, it would have no longer really been a fight of the year type of fight. So interesting little dynamic there with the rule set as well, I think. So it was, it was cool in a way to catch that fight as novice amateurs. Like that was made it all the more special to me, I think. So moving on to the next one, because <laughs> right, dude, the, you, you guys suck, man. <laughs> it's great. That's awesome. Oh, the next one, I thought, you know, at the time when when James Lito Ken Burrs happened, I'm like, well, fight of the year is a wrap. 
because there was just no way something was going to beat that. And then this Not happened. So fast. And then this happened. And if you were there, you remember a special fight. If you were watching the stream, you remember a special fight. This fight just won Ohio MMA News' pro fight of the year. So they thought it was awesome. And yeah, you can't watch this fight and not think it was awesome. Ilyas Mamadalia versus Will Worley, the main event at 513 Fight Night in Cincinnati. This picture, I'm just going to leave that picture up because this picture is the fight. <laughs> they, dude, I would love to see fight metric stats from this fight because they punched each other in the face so many times, so Dang. hard. Unbelievable. <laughs> he already has it. <laughs> he has it in his notebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Danny, how many punches did they land? It was, I mean, rock'em sock'em, like both guys just absolutely blasting each other the whole time. And this was a pro fight, a pro main event, two very high level guys. And it was just heart, you know, like we said about the, the last one, it's just everything that you want to see from a fight of the year type of fight. And eventually, you know, Iliad, oh, that's Cam Kinzig. Whoever organizes these photo albums, guys, I don't know. Who You're does dumb. that? Who does that? Iliad eventually did score the knockout in this one. I think it was in the second round. But it was only after both guys went through absolute hell to get there. And it was it was beautiful, man. This truly was a beautiful fight of exactly like like you said earlier ryan one of those fights that makes you like this is why we do this like this is so special as it's happening you just know it's special so Ilyas and will Worley, a very obvious fight of the year contender i mean i think all seven people in attendance would agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> um, our there was definitely more 247 staff than 247 friends or fans rather in the arena. We uh there there, there was uh, so funny story like funny now. Well, it's not funny at all. I didn't get to see most of that fight. Because uh, oh the, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. it was like okay, a rowdiness factor that was like a little too much. We did not expect it. Yeah. Like, and not not necessarily like in a can't say in a bad way. It was kind of bad. Well, part of it. I mean, we, it was we, like aggressive. Bad, yeah, it was like we we just didn't expect it. Yeah. So so I was trying to manage that situation and during the fight, which I wanted to just watch the fight, but I also didn't want like a riot to break out. So, yeah, I like I'm going to have to watch that fight again because I need to see it for the first time. Like I couldn't like I never went back and watched it because there's a lot of pain involved with that evening. But <laughs> but <laughs> I, I need to watch that fight because I haven't I haven't gone back and watched it, which is rare for me. Um, I usually um, watch it, watch the fights over that night. Um, as I'm laying in bed and can't sleep, um, in which I I usually am saying to Hunter, can we make sure we get that replay up and uh, uh, you know up in tonight? Um, so yeah, yeah that one I here. Not, like, I have not seen that fight. I I recognized at the time the special, you know, how special it was, but I didn't actually get to appreciate and enjoy the fight. So I'm gonna watch it. 
Yeah, that one I think you were like, delete that footage immediately, Hunter. That mm-hmm. event never happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it, with that, you know, like, there were a couple, yeah. like there were stories on both sides leading up to the fight, things that were happening during the fight, which you mentioned some of the things. And then even afterwards, like in back, you know, in like uh, where the fighters were um, getting ready and then like the breakdown after the fight, some things going on behind the scenes that we knew of that made this fight that much better. Like weigh in. Yeah, it's. I kind of feel like maybe we should just, I, yeah, I don't know how much they would. I don't think they would mind if we talked about it, man. Let's throw it out there because for fight of the year, these things matter. Like we talked about James Leto's, you know, the situation with his mother passing away leading up to that fight. Those kind of external circumstances make a fight of the year what they are. And this fight between Elias and Will Worley, what Jim's talking about is Will Worley missed weight. And it was very much under debate if the fight was even going to happen at all. And Ilyaz basically stepped up and was like, whatever it takes, we'll make this happen. But the fine in Ohio for missing weight was significant. I forget. Do you remember the exact? We don't need to discuss numbers when it comes to somebody's purse, but it was significant and and it hurt Will Worley a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Was it it percentage based or was it flat? No, it was flat. Oh, was it? I think. I did think it was percentage, but no, I, I don't remember know. it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we were all like, whoa, guys, are you serious? Like, really? That's the fine for missing weight in Ohio. But yeah, it was, was- that a negotiated um, between the two. Oh, no. It was, okay. So it was directly from the commission. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was not a percentage, it was a flat. It's it's in there uh, in the regulations. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at it afterwards. I th- like, Hunter's got something. I think I got it. I think I remember what it was. It was either a flat number or a percentage X. It was like 30%. We'll just say 30%. Dylan says it was flat plus a percentage. No, I think it was either or the higher of the two numbers. It was like either 30% of your purse or this flat fee, which was like X dollars. And it was like whichever of those two numbers is higher. So, yeah, that that is how it worked. And it ended up being a high number for Will. And it was, you know, it hurt him for sure. It it made the fight almost like not worth taking for him. But he still did, still stepped up. Ilias agreed to take it. And then after the fight, this this was one of the coolest parts of all. Joey Patterson, Ilias' coach at Vision MMA, told us afterwards that Ilias personally gave Will Worley some money back backstage, a, a nice number as well, a significant number back thanking him for still taking the fight for showing up for putting on such a war so it was like really cool display of sportsmanship after the fact and that kind of stuff just made that fight all the more special so yeah man two two bangers to kick off and in case you didn't see the fight and want to check it out um hunter posted it didn't you post it i did post it for free yeah because ohio mma news was doing their voting so i was like hey if you guys haven't seen it here you go yeah. So it is on stream 247 live 247 live for free right now. If you just go to 247 live and search Ilias or Will Will Worley is easier to spell, so maybe you'll want to type that in instead. <laughs> just type that in and uh the fight will pop up and it's free. Why don't we so make awesome. the four nominee fights for f- that we'll make those four free. That's it. No no other fights. Dang, no. I, that's for the awesome. week. For a week, one week. That's 
Yeah, let's go. We'll do that. That's so if awesome. you want to see these, get on to 247 Live. The best way to view these, it's not on, on your uh, on Facebook or anything like that. The best way to view these is not even on your computer. <laughs> Download the 247 Live app on your uh, at your app store, um, whether it's Apple or, you know, Google app, Google Play Store, whatever, and download 247 Live app and watch those. We're going to make all four of those, all four of these nominees, free fights for one week. While Boom. Beautiful. That is so awesome. Love it. Love Part of the moment it. stuff, folks. Dude, Ryan Middleton with the meat bucks, he's been like on a giving spree here. Santa, Santa Claus. Let's yeah, fight of the year. We got two more. We got two more. We got two more fights of the year. Two more. Let's mm -hmm. do it. Boom. Justin Patton versus Kyle Zimmick. Maybe a bittersweet fight of the year for local fans of the Generals because he did not win this fight, but that does not take away from what an incredible performance it was from both men. I mean, this was the BitB17 main event. This was a crazy fight. To cap off, by the way, a completely ridiculous weekend with Sprawl in the Berg, which you just saw had P.J. Barch, Dante Leon, Isaac Greeley, Gray Maynard. Tons of good grappling matches on Friday, and then a sick Bit B-17 card on Saturday. So this was like the main event of main events. It had all the spotlight on it, kind of had to cap off the whole weekend, and they did it in style, man. This fight was phenomenal. It was nice to see Patton show off some of his striking again, some really good back-and-forth striking exchanges. But, man... Jim, I don't know where you found Kyle Zimmick, but they breed them tough there. <laughs> well, how how did you come across Wisconsin? Yeah, I was going to say it's Wisconsin, right? So, how did you come across him, and like, how did this match come together? Give us a little behind the scenes of the matchmaking of this fight of the year nominee. Do you remember? I do. Yeah, it was uh, with with his coach. She's I've um, you know kept in touch with her over. An extended period of time, I never really found anything that was um, that was going to work out until this one came together. And it, um, I was so we were actually talking about a totally different fight um, leading up to this, and um, I don't remember the circumstances. It was a, uh, but yeah, I don't remember the exact circumstances. But um, Kyle uh, became available, and then Justin became available. And we're like, okay, well, let's. Let's put this fight together. Uh, that's that's the uh, the short version of like a, a long story. I can make it long if you want, but that's, so that's basically a, a to recap, one guy wanted to fight, and then the other guy wanted to fight, and so Jim was like, "Well, then let's have them fight." <laughs> so, I mean, pretty amazing when you think about it. That was that was well done. Well done on Jim's part. And shout out, I, I will say, Justin Patton at Bippy 19 against Jacob Olave. It may not have been a formal honorable mention, but I know a lot of people were saying that that probably should have been nominated as well. So picking the best Justin Patton fight of 2023 was not easy, but we eventually did land on Kyle Zimmick for the back-and-forth nature of that, the dramatic finish, capping off the huge weekend. Like I said, there were a lot of circumstances going into that one that made it pretty special. But... Bit B19 is still represented, ladies and gentlemen, on this list. I said it wasn't Faith Nichols. It wasn't Carly Joe Thomas. It wasn't Justin Patton. It was Elijah Davis and Jimmy Padfalm. Insane, dude. 
insane fight once again just like the faith nichols fight better than i remembered live and i remembered it being awesome live but when you go rewatch it jimmy absolutely crushed elijah in the first round with a shot that on rewatching it i was like man i didn't realize he was that stunned like dude dropped him hard and elijah just came back all heart all determination once again showed off his insane athleticism resiliency and my favorite part of this as it pertained to elijah was that he'd been a guy in the past when we've seen him fight for us and elsewhere he kind of faded as the fight went he got weaker in the third round was one of those guys who it looked like i don't know if it was cardio or how you want to say it but he just kind of faded as the fight went on in this one complete opposite he got completely stronger as the fight went on overwhelmed jimmy as the fight went on totally dominated by the end of the fight and it was just a phenomenal performance for him that i think is a signature win at this point for him the best win of his career so far by far i can't say i disagree with a thing you said there son nice um i do want to i, I do want to know one how one thing you... i want to add yeah go for it is that I'm still waiting for the next backflip <laughs> because I was waiting after that fight. And the only thing that happened was a, a mouthpiece flip, yeah. which mm. caused double. I didn't even I, know about that. Like either I, did I. I. I didn't know that it, it like you got in trouble for that, but I guess, you know, whatever. Don't throw your mouthpiece. Yeah, folks, don't throw your mouthpiece. That's a the commission. Yeah, the commission does not love your spit being spread into the crowd. Imagine that. So those are the fight of the year nominees, guys. I mean, it was tough once again to narrow this down to four was super tough. But I will say the the cream rose to the top in this one. I'm super I'm super comfortable with the four we picked. I think they're four amazing choices. Ken Burrs versus James Leto. Justin Patton versus Kyle Zimmick, Ilyas Mamadalia versus Will Worley, and Elijah Davis versus Jimmy Padpom. Love to see it. Sick fights. Great matchmaking, Jimothy. Well done, sir. Thank you, Jim, for matching some amazing fights, and thank you to the fighters for coming and bringing the war to the 247 cage. Like, Great job, guys. And there's a lot of other great fights that happened in the in the cage and great performances, but those four were were pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah, takes two to tangle in this in this category. Mm -hmm. Can't be just a one sided affair. It's got to it's got to be a back and forth, or you know, great be and then a different kind of fight. Yep. Not often do we have one sided lopsided fights. These are the fights no one wants to have going into it. But when you yeah. experience this, this is special. These are special. 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 What was the, the fight of the year last year? It was Kama Worthy versus Josh Roller, yeah. I believe. And I, I love that fight. Don't get me wrong. Incredible fight. But I think if you throw it in this year's batch, it not only doesn't win, but probably isn't even second, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, when you take the totality of... That's the thing. Yeah, th there's a totality of that fight that had a lot going on with it. So, 
Um, yeah, that's that one's more than just the actual fight from the opening bell to the end end of the fight. For sure, for sure. The the narrative leading into and after with Kama retiring in the cage, yeah, that that, that all made it a lot more special for sure. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. But we got the heaters left for you guys. These are everybody's favorite two categories, I think. Everybody loves a finish in the cage. Submission of the year, KO of the year. You guys still got that coin to flip? Which one should we do first? Um, yeah, we have it. Ryan Ryan can flip it um, while he's getting set up with that. I wanted to add, to, like, preface this category um, with something so that people have something to consider. We we talked before. Okay, um, tails. Tails, it's tails. I don't know what that means, but... yeah. Um, we talked before about like making fights and we, we don't have the luxury we've learned actually to not say, well, okay, we'll, we'll put this fight together, um, two cards from now. So we've, we've tried to take advantage of fighters and their availability and readiness, um, to step in the cage with what we think are going to be good bouts. And we end up with tremendous fights and we're talking about fight of the year. So, in in talking about this, I you can't sit on a card and think, oh well, like looking at it, it, it might not excite me locally as as a regional uh, MMA fan because like there are two fights on here that speak volumes for going out and supporting regional MMA because. The, like the talent is there and like we'll get to it in, in talking about these two fights that happen on one card one of ryan's favorite um nights ever with 247 um and then you know another fight like there's big hype behind it um and it turned out to be a tremendous fight and um and then the amateur fight which was it, it's i'm glad that it's on here so i just want to say like, don't sit on fights. Don't think, well, I'm going to catch the next one because that's probably going to be a better one. Tune in to all of these. You can find it where at Stream 247 Live, Roku. I don't know all the other places. Play Store, the App Store. Uh, that's all the that's, places. Uh, yeah. That's every place you can need. Yeah. I would, I would just like to point out is Ryan eating freaking sunflower seeds on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> Could there be a less podcast friendly food? Jim brought them. The, They're not mine. Just over here working through a bag of David, plain nope. Davids. Nope. Nope. Just four pieces. I had four pieces. That's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So let's. I think it was tails. Tails of submission. Is that what we're doing? I think tails because it was tails. And I think that means submission because, like, those you people didn't knock on your tail. Yeah, right, right. All right, submission of the year. We're going to roll that beautiful bean footage.
Not even sure what to call Cowboy Eddie's. It went down as a rear naked choke and kind of started that way, but he finished more of kind of like a, I don't even know, neck crank, arm triangle type thing. I don't even know what it was. I really don't know what it was, which made it even crazier, but obviously effective. And you just saw a lineup of four very, very, very solid contenders. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough voting category, and I'm excited to see how you guys shake that one out because there you could go a lot of different ways in that category. I agree. <laughs> um, so, well, we, we do have an honorable mention, which you – so just so you're aware – KO of the year has three honorable mentions that we got to mention before the video. Okay. Okay. James Lato, uh, an honorable mention for his uh, submission against Manuel Bell at Braunberg 17 in July. Nice. Yeah, that was a wicked one too. Super fast and I iconic uh, post fight speech with I said I wasn't going to wrestle. I lied. <laughs> Loved that from Lito. That was fantastic. Obviously, kicking off this, the official nominees with Timbo Slice's inverted triangle, kind of a no-brainer there. Due to the rarity of the submission, of course, you don't see many inverted triangles. You certainly don't see many inverted triangles from amateur fighters or white belt amateur fight fighters at that. So that was just an incredibly impressive win. And that was also a comeback. That You know, you could make the case that that's comeback of the year as well, worthy or at least honorable mention, because Cliff mm -hmm. Richards was Cliff Richards was for sure winning that fight and Timbo was down two rounds to none. So he literally needed a finish to win that fight in the third round. And that's exactly what he did. So that was a crazy submission. Cam Smith, we talked about a bit earlier with him being kind of the honorable mention for comeback as well. Getting that submission victory with a nice triangle arm bar was really awesome for him to see him do that at five, one, three fight night. Once again, like Jim said, you can't sleep on events, man. Five, one, three fight night tough like not our best crowd ever ryan said it a hundred times already it was a new market for us new adventure and as you can see with these nominees some of the best moments of the year all over the place happened there what, what was that just talking about yeah, it so much yeah. you're causing me to twitch uh, nice Nice, yeah, yeah. If you say five one three fight night three times, Ryan actually <laughs> spontaneously like battles to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it really was like when you look at the card and the results of the fights on that card. I mean, top to bottom, it was probably the most action packed card of the year for us. Really was. I mean, it just had two submission of the year contenders there. Stay tuned for KO of the year contender. It's got one of those. It had Mateo Garner's debut. It had fight of the year contender with Ilias versus Will Worley. Like, it really had it all. It was just crazy. So it was a fantastic card despite business-wise maybe not being the best. Business. All right. That's submission of the year. So you guys got to vote for them. You got to get them votes in, which we're going to explain right well, after we, we talk, talk about, about Ethan's it. submission. Ethan uh, well, I, well, we said his submissions don't count, so I didn't. Well, that's what I was just going to say. It doesn't count. <laughs> Evan Do not vote for Ethan Goss. Yeah, no, that's my bad, Ethan. <laughs> he did have an awesome submission to Calvin over Calvin Harbaugh. That guillotine was nasty. He was uh, – Calvin was winning the early parts of that round for sure, but Ethan showed that veteran savvy boy, hit that sweep, caught that guillotine, super nice. Put a stamp on that title defense for sure, which, you know, Ethan's a, that guy that's on the cusp of 
a UFC opportunity perhaps. And what they look for are definitive highlight reel finishes. And that's the kind of thing that Ethan needed to do to continue to put himself on their map. So that was just a fantastic performance from the champ champ there. For sure. Um, oh, that, was, that was one where, you know, I couldn't tell how deep that was. Um, but then when I saw him like totally, like, uh, totally stretch out and he put everything into it. I knew he, he must've had it um, because yeah. he's the type of veteran that, you know, if he knows when he has it and when he doesn't, and you know, sometimes guys that are not as, you know, as experienced as Ethan will really crank down and like when they don't, when they, when it's not fully synced in. Um, but yeah. when I saw him do that, I was like, Oh, he does have it burn out the arm yeah right yeah yeah that was a great point obviously you know happening at the pro level and in a pro mm -hmm. title fight too that adds a little extra luster to that particular submission doing it in that situation against that caliber of opponent obviously elevates it a little bit but we are going to finish the nominee show ladies and gentlemen with everybody's favorite category knockout of the year who doesn't love a great knockout Josh Vasoki versus Des Ford won it last year, and that was still to this day one of the most iconic KOs in 247 history. And I would argue in Pittsburgh MMA history, that was as picture perfect as a knockout can get. So who this year is going to carry that torch? We're going to talk about the three honorable mentions first, though, because there yeah. are three really good ones. There are three. When you hear how good these honorable mentions are, you guys are going to know that the four actual nominees are just insane. So we've got Chase Boyd versus Des Ford as the first honorable mention at BitB17. Super fast knockout for Chase. It was brutal. Super aggressive. It was, it was interesting because I think everybody would agree Chase is primarily known as a grappler. So it was cool to see him get a finish on the feet to show off that diverse skill set that improving skill set the power in his hands it was a very definitive finish on a on a great night and a great weekend of fight so that was a super memorable one that didn't make the cut and also from that card if he's watching he's going to be heartbroken and i'm sorry james padmore but your knockout of adam caldwell just missed the cut for me it was the first one out but again when you look at the four ahead of it i just there's no way there's no way to put it above one of them unfortunately but James Padmore now with four four fights and four knockout wins. I have a feeling we're going to get some more James Padmore highlights in, in the future. He's not done and, yet. And that was also at Brawlenberg 17. Both of those two were at Brawlenberg 17. Yeah. Yeah. I did say that, but you weren't listening. Apparently. Oh, I'm That's sorry. I, I try not to listen to you. <laughs> That's totally fine, bro. So in April, there was a knockout that narrowly missed the cut as well. And that was Mr. Dan Walters, who you saw earlier, up for Amy Fighter of the Year over and Monte that one Martin. was in April. <laughs> and it was Dan Walters over Monte Dan Walters Martin. in April. <laughs> I don't know. Was it? it was April. Who was it? It was Dan, Dan Walters. Dan yeah, Walters. Walters. Dan, Dan, Dan. Dan was actually nominated for Amy Fighter of the Year as well. I don't know if you guys heard that, too. That was a fun fact. His knockout over Monte Barnes at Brawlenberg 16 narrowly missed the cut for knockout of the year. So that was cool for Dan to do that in April. And we got Dan, the who's it? final in April. Final four. You got final you guys four. Let's watch the video. Let's, let's let's see these nominees. Let's go.
who doesn't, other than the victims there, who doesn't love a good knockout? Insane, dude. There, those were some insane ones. Starting off that list with Cam Kinzig and Raiden Kovacs, which just a pro heavyweight fight, two six foot six absolute giants, and freaking Cam finished it with a front kick to the face. That's just absurd. It's something you don't really see, and that's just like I don't know. It was super special again on a night that was just chock full of highlights. That one definitely stands out. As a, How about Bauerhouse being in two of those? Like yeah, one good on point. The receiving end and one on the on the the highs and lows, man. And we've yeah. got the comments here. Timbo Slice says Cody Matthews KO of the year. Anthony Hogaback said Cody Matthews KO got to be it. Made the whole crown silent. Sent him home. Yeah, Victor Lapari brought out. We've talked about on the podcast multiple times. A, a legendary, historic crowd, historic ticket sales numbers there for Victor at that fight. And Cody Matthews, like like uh, Timbo said, sent the crowd home silent and sad because Cody so Matthews put him out. That w- that actually could have been on the comeback of the year as well because Cody Matthews had a rough first round. I mean, he there were moments. Uh, Victor had a lot of good moments in that first mm-hmm. round, and and Cody Matthews did not come out in the second round like he had just lost the first round he came out with confidence and boy did it show yeah yeah that's a great point i mean victor was clearly winning that fight and cody's power just totally changed it man it was one of those knockouts too where he stunned him first and then slowly hunted down the final kill and got it there as you saw in the video obviously put him out cold that was a that was a particularly vicious one and obviously Ilias and Will Worley, that fight ended by knockout, and it was a good one-hitter-quitter, super just huge right hand from Ilias, put Will down and out. And the final knockout on that list was Evan DeRussi over Tyler Llewellyn just recently at Bippy 19. we just Evan just won the Meat Bucks for that. Co won the Meat Bucks along with Justin Patton. Two winners on that episode, and uh, the strip district meets Meat Bucks, going out to two lucky winners this time. And Evan Derusi's knockout, about as clean as it gets at the novice amateur level. We talked about it, you know, novice amateur knockouts like that just do not really happen often at all. And it was so clean, so much composure by Evan shown in the follow up shots to the chest as well. Super pinpoint with everything he did. I mean. Evan Derusi has been a guy at going into that fight 2-0 from India. We heard a lot about him. He had a lot of hype. He looked really good in his first two fights. But that fight, for me, was him leveling up. Like That was a clearly more precise, more calculated, more powerful Evan Derusi. So his future and his stock just shot all the way up with that knockout. And for sure, it deserves to round out that list. Uh, once again, narrowing that down to four was brutal, but I do genuinely think we uh, we got him right. We're approaching two and a half hours. Let's uh, let's give any final comments to this category, Jim. Just, I just wanted to reiterate what I said before. Don't think you can like. I'll catch the next one if you can't make it in person. Get the pay per view because your favorite card has has come up so much in the past two weeks with nominations. Um, on Instagram and Facebook for, you know, fighter of the year, pro fighter of the year, sub of the year, all kinds of categories. It's showing up everywhere here for our, you know, end of the year awards. So 
long story short, my point being, tune in every time we have a fight card because you, you're not going to be disappointed. I second that, um, <laughs> and, and I second Dylan Cole's comment too. Um, it, it, it's been a, a great year. There, we, we've had our ups and our downs this year as a promotion. We've done some new things. We started our grappling series. We had a lot of great stuff going on in 2023. And if you think 2023 was cool and exciting and there was a lot going on, you ain't seen nothing yet because 2024 is going to be off the chains. I'm telling you right now, I'm the game changes this year. 2024, Pittsburgh MMA changes forever. Mark my words. Jump on the bandwagon because, you know, we ain't slowing down and it's time to jump on. So let me just add one thing to that and then I'll let Hunter and Danny add something. So it seems like every year we add stress to putting on fights and it's not just adding stress. It's like we take something at like a level 10 is the first stress we added on. And when, so we go to year two and we're like, oh, that was like, we did it. Let's triple that and go to like a level 40. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we made it through that. <laughs> we didn't die. No. And like, you know, the stresses that we added for last year, like going to another market and the, you know, the grappling added on like 2024 is you're like, like way up there. The van, just, it's complete game changer stuff here. I like 2024 is here, folks. If you haven't jumped on the bandwagon yet, what are you waiting for? Now's the time because we're going to have things in 2024 that you would, you're, it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> yeah i, I truly i can't board after that <laughs> <laughs> i can't add anything to that so what i'm gonna do instead is show you guys how to vote you guys want to see how to vote that could be really fun right so you I gotta vote danny palm 247 person of the per, what was it personality of the year personality and person both he, he won them both in my opinion Evan DeRussi did yeah. also chime in and thank us for the nomination. So that was cool that Evan was watching. Yeah, dude, super thank well deserved. Thank you for your performances, bro. He he was also, I think, an honorable mention for for Ami Fighter of the Year as well that we didn't mention. So sorry about that, Evan. But yeah, we got the votes are open right now. You guys can go vote right now. So I'm going to show you how to do that. Here we go. 247fighting.com. It all starts there. 247fighting.com and then right at the top in the top menu 247 awards vote we made it super easy for you you're just going to click that it's going to open the voting page it's a quick google form you got to sign in why do you have to sign in you might ask because we don't want you to be a robot and vote 8,000 times for the same person and ruin the votes for everybody else it happens i've done this through google forms for other companies other businesses there are ways to cheat the system and i don't like that I want the winners to be the fair winners. So you got to sign in to vote, but it's super easy, obviously, to sign in and then you vote. That's it. 
You make your choices, you place your votes, and then they are logged. And like Ryan said, voting is open until January 10th. That is next Wednesday at 10 p.m. So you have exactly a week to vote. And then we're going to be ordering the trophies. And then we're going to be having the actual award show Wednesday, January 24th at 7 p.m. on 247 Live right here is 247 Live. You can watch that on Roku, iOS, Android, Fire TV, Apple TV, or in your web browser if you want to be a caveman. Yes, you can stick to the web browser and go stream 247live.com. But just get the app. It's everywhere, and it's free. Just do it. So anyway, 247fighting.com. Don't don't close it out yet. Oh, Danny, Danny needs to speak, okay? Danny's okay. Danny, go. He's the personality of, like personality of the year. Take us home, baby. Listen, oh, no. you're gonna come. You're gonna come to the fights in February, or you're gonna order the pay per view, or don't talk to me. Chicka chicka rock. Oh, Danny Palm's the best, dude. That was awesome. Oh, we we one million percent got to clip that out. <laughs> that was so a mafia throwdown. That was with are the hood with the, the hood up and everything. So good. Are we are we officially on the show after the show now? He said, "Listen, we are not." But thank you all, obviously, for tuning in. The comments were awesome. The feedback was awesome. A lot of the fighters themselves tuned in. That's awesome. All the nominees, congratulations. All the honorable mentions also, congratulations. I can't stress enough how tight and how close those choices were, and it genuinely felt bad leaving some people out. But I got to narrow it down to four per category, and it was super tough. I think we've got a super strong list. Once again, 247fighting.com. Click the 247 Awards Vote tab in the top menu, and then it's super straightforward from there. So get your votes in. you got a week to vote, and then the winners are going to be announced January 24th. Let's do this. Nominees, rally your fans. Rally your fans to get on there and vote, and also rally them to buy all of the tickets on the website. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Whoever buys the most tickets also gets an award, by the way. Yes, that's actually a thing by the way (laughs) it really is so sick all the nominees again congrats go get your votes in guys you got a week let's do this thing the actual award show is going to be epic this year peace out